Hi, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to Some Nerds of a Podcast. Hi, everybody. Uh, so, my name's so, Alex. I'm Nick. And I'm Elise. Sorry, we were a little bit late. Uh, holiday season was a little bit more hectic than we thought, and so the day that we were going to record, we just... Other things were going on, and other stuff was happening, so we couldn't actually record last week. But you don't care about any of that. Nope. Because um, it's 2018. Uh, happy New Year. Happy, happy midterm elections year. Oh, thank goodness. Register to vote now, kids. Yep. Because you might not be able to later. And remember... <laughs> we, def- we definitely don't have a political agenda on this mm. happy, nerd-friendly podcast, where all no. we do is talk about pop culture. And remember, the- if you're 17 but going to be 18 by the election, you can still register to vote. That's a good point. Yep. Uh, so this is the one where we talk about movies. <laughs> Um, oh yeah and snow it's gonna snow it's gonna snow yeah guys it is early january here in virginia which means it's either 60 degrees or it's the worst blizzard anyone's ever seen there's nothing ever in between and it's Um, looking like it's gonna be the latter today it's gonna be the latter today Um, but next week it'll probably be 60 degrees yeah next week it is looking like it is gonna be about 60 (laughs) degrees yes that's correct so welcome south y'all yep um of course this this blizzard is going to be affecting the whole east coast yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. yeah we're not special but it is also probably going to be 60 degrees here and probably not really anywhere else on the <laughs> long east coast possibly well, except for um, savannah 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 georgia. you know charleston probably savannah georgia just got more snow than they've gotten since like the 80s yeah, yeah. Uh, uh i saw a facebook post from someone i know who who uh is a sailor and he is currently in key west and his post today was, man, it's like in the 50s here and it's good. it might be raining later. I'll probably have to go inside. I'm like, you just shut your damn mouth. So, so I love I love that we live in a time and an age where, so we're talking, you know, we're talking very jovially about the weather and the crazy weather p- patterns that are, that are going to be happening in the next couple of weeks. And did you guys catch when uh, Donald Trump had to be corrected on global warming by Vinny? From, from Jersey, Jersey Shore. Shore. Yes, I did, see, I did that. see that, but I think to be corrected, he has to actually read it. And yeah. uh, <laughs> Probably Vinny just got blocked. Although, although, as my sister pointed out, Vinny is the smart one on that show. So, having never watched it, oh I don't God. know. But like, I, What does it take to be the, the smart, smart one? Not a lot. <laughs> I put the vodka and the orange juice in a glass before I drink it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it takes talent to drink a shot out of someone else's mouth. <laughs> Are you speaking from personal experience, I mean, Nicholas? No, but maybe. Shut up. <laughs> um, uh, so this is the one we're talking about movies. Yeah, uh, we've got movies. a lot of movies to talk about. We, uh, I know Elise and I watched a lot of different movies over yes. uh, the the holidays. Um, Alex, we uh, we watched some movies on Alex's recommendation. Mm-hmm. Alex watched a movie on our recommendation. Mm-hmm. And we also watched a couple of movies that... We didn't recommend Alex, but I want to touch on very briefly before we get into oh, okay. the big meat of what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. And um, then I also have I also have played a lot of video games this this past three weeks now that yeah. I want to talk about too. Excellent. I I have some video games that I would kind of like to talk about. I kind of want to get a little bit deeper. I, I started uh, a friend of mine bought me um, uh, Divinity Original Sin two, um, but you haven't played a lot of it. I've yet. played about. Three hours, which is not very much for the game. I kind of want to get a little bit deeper into it before I start talking. That's about fair. It. That's fair. Um, like I'm still basically, I'm just outside the tutorial area. But let's talk about movies. Let's first. talk about movies. Let's today. talk about movies. Um, so the the first couple of movies that I just briefly want to touch on before we get into anything else. Um, 
the the first one is we we finally saw Guardians of the Galaxy two. Oh, I haven't seen that. One, um, yeah. Yeah, I wanted to. It's on it's on Netflix, oh, and so that's kind of what was the the spurring thing of like we wanted to do one last thing on New Year's Day before we had to go back to you know the real world and our jobs and everything. So we we stayed up and we watched Guardians of the Galaxy two, and it was really good. I would say it's probably. Uh, I mean, I hate I hate talking about Marvel movies. Not because they're bad movies, but because they're all, like, the same quality. And you kind of yeah. know what you're getting into if you're putting on a Marvel movie. Like, at worst, they're going to be like, yeah, this is pretty good. And at best, it's going to be like, all right, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> so it's like, there's not, like, a wide range of quality for these yeah. things. But they're all, like, you know, pretty solid. But I feel like the Guardians of the Galaxy movies are actually kind of, like, standouts to me. Like they don't feel like Marvel movies. They don't feel like Marvel movies because they have the least to do with like with all the other ones, and so they can just kind of be their own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a lot few like so something that I feel kind of makes a lot of Marvel movies drag is the whole like wink wink and a nudge nudge. These other movies you were yep. supposed to watch. And hey guys, you remember you remember uh, Benedict Cumberbatch in uh, in Doctor Strange? He's in this movie now. Yes, Benadryl Cumberswath. Yeah. You, you still know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Benadryl. Bened- Benadryl Cumberswath. Yeah. You know? Okay. I'm just, just going to start giving him weird names. But anyway. Yes, you're so the first bamboozle, person to think of that. I know, right? So, bamboozle cabbage water. Um, sorry. Anyway. Um, so, how was, how was Guardians but, of the Galaxy Okay, too? what I was trying to say was like, you know, all you're supposed to like drop in all of these things and see all these other movies, and it just kind of like it gets onerous on just the amount, the sheer amount of references. Yeah. And some things like it's never that you don't understand the whole plot, but you're never in on any of the in jokes yeah. unless you've seen. So who's this? Every character? single freaking Why Marvel movie. Important. Why did everyone in the theater just gasp that this exactly. guy walked into the room? Who is he? Why is he here? Um, but because the Guardians of the Galaxy takes place, you know, kind not of on outside, Earth. yeah, not on Earth, outside of all of these other movies that are happening, and they haven't crossed any timelines yet or crossed any paths with anybody, then it's like, you know, they're just they're free to be their own bucket of weirdos, yeah, and it's just nice and refreshing. But they can also touch on like more interesting themes yes. than some of the other Marvel movies because they're outside of the whole yeah. Marvel dumb. Yeah. The only thing that they really have in common with the other Marvel movies is that like, that's kind of where Thanos is getting set up for when Thanos finally shows up in the main ones. Like his only real, like, Oh, this is who this character is comes mostly from the first one. Yeah. Um, and then they talk about him a lot in the second one, but he never actually shows up. Uh, so I'm actually really going to be kind of sad, I think, when Infinity War comes out, because that's going to mean that, like, oh, suddenly you have to start caring about the other Marvel movies to care about Guardians of the Galaxy instead of just, like, here's a bunch of weirdos with feelings. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, that's and the as movie weirdos I like. with feelings, yeah. we can really relate to Guardians I, of the Galaxy. I like, I, and I like that. I like that that movie is just, like, here's some space weirdos with some feelings. Enjoy this. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll kick around and, like, watch Star-Lord be an asshole for a while and, like, maybe grow a little bit as a character. I know what that's like. I know what that's like. And I, I think that's what makes it so nice is that, like, as Elise was saying, like, these movies can actually have, like, themes and be about stuff other than, like... 
here's where the uh, the next Infinity Stone is, guys. Yeah. Uh, here's the next MacGuffin. Yep, yep. They're very MacGuffin light too, which I kind yeah. of like and appreciate about the, the first one was more MacGuffin-y yeah. than the second one. And, and I, I was gonna so. I, I was gonna get into that. It's like I think the second movie is actually the superior movie of yeah. the two of them because all the characters are already established. Um, and so they just can kind of be like, let's watch these characters grow now. Like we set them up in the first movie. Yeah. So, and the nice thing about it is like all their character arcs are like kind of related around this central theme. Like the first one is all about like dealing with loss. And the second one is about building a family. And it's like, it does these really interesting things with like motif and characterization then still like managing to be like an exciting adventure story and like really funny but then like the next moment really like touching without losing that sense of tone like it feels like the same movie throughout regardless of whether you know you're laughing at you know the silly oh Groot's dancing around there's a fight scene going on in the background haha but then there's like oh Rockets go dealing with a serious emotional breakthrough right now. Yeah. Like he's he's understanding like why he pushes other people away, and it's the same movie. <laughs> so one thing I would like to point out is, um, please go YouTube the Lindsay Ellis video about Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Um, I think it was called Guardians Guardians the, of the Galaxy the and all feels, the feels the feels of Guardians of the Galaxy something like that. Yeah. So go YouTube that because a lot of what we're talking about is kind of taken from her video essay about it um and how i don't know she she delves into it lots of spoilers in that one we kind of kept it to a nice spoiler free movie that came out what six eight months ago i don't know but but that's why i wanted to bring it up as i finally saw it i think we were going to see it when it was in theaters and i was never had the time yeah Yeah. um but it's on netflix so if you haven't seen it like us go see it it was actually like really really good even if you haven't if you haven't been watching the other marvel movies if you're sick to death of them you don't have to watch you, the other ones you don't to have get to, Guardians like, of the Galaxy. You literally only had to have seen the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie in order to understand what's going on yeah. in this one. And even then, you don't really need yeah. to see that. You just need to accept, here's a group of weirdos that hang out together and do stuff. Yeah. Um, so that, that, was one was, that one was really, really good. Uh, the other one that we saw that is kind of the opposite. Like all, all of the parts of Guardians of the Galaxy work together to make like one cohesive movie. This mother movie that we're going to talk about very briefly <laughs> works really well in spite of all of its parts. Okay. What uh, is this movie? It is called Pottersville and it's a little bit late. Um, if you've never heard of it before. I haven't. Um, it is a Christmas movie kind of okay um it's it takes place around christmas occasionally christmas gets brought up the name pottersville comes from um the evil town in it's a wonderful life Mm. um and it is very much an an explicit reference i think um but i don't want to go too much into this because it really is a movie that is best seen the less you know about it because a lot of what makes it entertaining is like when we watched it, I watched it because they mentioned they did an episode on it on We Hate Movies, um, which is a podcast that I listen to pretty regularly. And usually, you know, I'll listen to the whole episode, even if I don't know what the movie is. But in this one, the very first thing that they said is if you haven't seen the movie, it's on Netflix, stop the recording now and go watch the movie and then listen to us afterwards because the charm of the movie comes from not knowing what it's about. Okay. Um, because it is insane. 
Is is this a movie you still rec- recommend to everybody? I, I recommend it is a you have to see it to believe it. Okay. Yeah. The the best way that I will describe it without giving away what actually happens is it's sort of a cross between It's a Wonderful Life and Jaws. <laughs> Um, starring every, like, movie bad guy. Because there are, like, people in this movie. There are well-known actors in this movie. Um, when when was this movie made? Who made this it? past year. It came okay. out in 2017. Okay. It is a basically a brand new movie. It did get a theatrical release. No one talked about it. And then it just appeared on Netflix. Um, but it is, uh, oh gosh, um, uh, Michael Shannon is the main character. Who Michael Shannon plays like villains and like a lot of crime dramas, that kind of stuff. I'm gonna pull up his IMDb page because I can't remember exactly. Um, but Michael Shannon is the main character who's supposed to be like the nicest guy in this town. Um, even though, like, if you know him from anything, he is absolutely terrifying in like basically everything else he's ever done. Uh Ron Perlman is the sheriff, uh, and Michael Shannon's best friend. And Ian McShane, who plays Mr. Wednesday on uh, on uh, American Gods and, like, a whole bunch of other stuff, uh, is also a – he's kind of, like, when I said it's a cross with, with Jaws, he's basically the Quint of the town. Like, he's the crazy hunter. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Uh, let's see here. He's – let's see. I'm looking up Michael Shannon, what he was in. Um, oh, he, yeah, duh, he plays Zod in, like, Batman versus Superman and, um, uh, Man of Steel. Uh, so, like, ultimate villain character, uh... Plays the ultimate plays, nice he guy. He plays this nice guy. Uh, he's, he's married to, um... Christina Hendricks. Christina Hendricks from Mad Men. Uh, and it's just it, pure, unadulterated insanity. It is an attempt... To make a comedy, I think. Um, <laughs> I, it, I loved it. Okay, at least I just want to like, interject here. I loved it. I thought it was heartwarming. I, I loved it too. It's probably, but not for the reasons that it wanted me to love it. <laughs> it's probably like one of my new top favorite Christmas movies. It's very I'm weird. Definitely going to watch it every year when like, you know, um, we put up the tree yeah. and stuff. Like, I just, it's, I think it's adorable. It was adorable, it, but it like... Like it was an attempt to make a comedy. None of the jokes actually hit, but you just find yourself laughing the entire way through in spite of that, just because of the pure insanity of what is happening in this movie. Okay. Go go watch it. We're not gonna spoil it yeah, for anybody. I don't want to talk anymore about wanna, it. But I, just I don't want to spoil out. Alex specifically, so go okay, go watch it. I'll I'll yeah. go watch this Christmas movie. Yeah. All right. Oh yeah. It is okay. It again. It takes place around Christmas, but it's not. A it's Christmas not. Movie. I mean, it's not. It's really, not about finding the it's, true meaning it's of Christmas. No. Christmas in the way it's a Christmas movie in the way that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Okay. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, if anything is going to be a Christmas movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's not as quite as explicit as Die Hard is a Christmas movie by naming the main villain after the guy that wrote Silent Night. Yeah. Um. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, uh, Pottersville. That's Pottersville. that's the other one. Um, I'll have to go check that. And Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is definitely worth watching. So now, I mean, this is about 15 minutes in. So let's... Uh, let's I'm begin sure we've to... got about at least an hour to talk about both of the other movies that we've... we all watched. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Uh, 
so yeah yeah we both had assignments for each other mm-hmm. yes uh to watch movies oh, the, yeah. the assignment for us was not really an assignment it was just like it was more of an impetus to go see it because we were going to go see it anyway mm-hmm. we just didn't have the time before previous to the other day do you want to talk about that one first yeah uh no i want to talk about that one last okay because that is one that i actually care if i spoil for people okay this next one i don't give a shit all right (laughs) so we're gonna talk about we might actually save a few people like a couple hours if we spoil this next one okay so bright 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 um so I watched this film last night with my grandma. Yo, oh, I'm, no. no, I should have. I should have warned you not to do that. I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why did you do that? I, well, thought, I, I thought you would have seen my Facebook post where I said that that uh, what's his name shouldn't write movies anymore. The Max Landis shouldn't write movies anymore. I mean, I, the way I described it to her is said it's like a cop show with orcs and yeah. things, and I hear it's really bad. Yeah, and that's the way I described it, and she's like, "Oh, okay, sure. okay." I mean, if you went into this saying this is gonna be bad yeah but like, her, her review of this movie can be summed up in one word uh-huh <laughs> yep <laughs> her quote that is um that's about right oh my so god so i was i'll be honest i was really excited for this movie when the first trailer came out however many months ago that was it feels yeah. like it was a long time ago i, I think it was just over the summer was like it over the, the summer yeah. yeah i guess it was it's um, like a Shadowrun movie. Yeah, no, that's what I said. Is it was like it's gonna and be as like nerds who play Shadowrun. Yeah. We got really excited because I, I I like that kind of a setting. Like yeah, modern day like fantasy. Like it, you can have technology and like magic in the same setting. I enjoy that kind of thing. It's pretty cool. Um, like it's, but this was just. I think my big problem with this movie is it didn't know what it wanted to be. Yeah. Um. Because the my feeling going into it was like, oh, this is gonna be like silly. It's going to be like like Will Smith is in it, so it's gonna be like bad boys or like Men in Black. But there's orcs, and like Will Smith is gonna like make all these like fun Will Smith quips, and like they're gonna do. Some but it's old Will mad- Smith. <laughs> oh my god, the, the the quips that he makes just raises more questions. So I think I think it behooves us right now to kind of give like a like just a, a general nice like overview. summary of what the fuck happened in okay. this movie. So either of you guys wants to take it away. Sure, feel I, free. I I can take it okay. away. So all right, so imagine if you will a world uh, called Los Angeles. <laughs> I can't imagine it. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but instead of the racial tensions in Los Angeles being like they are between, you know, his everyone, everyone, and everyone else, it's that, but also with orcs, orcs and elves, elves, and apparently also other creatures that, that we never mentioned. see. We saw one. There's like a centaur. There's a centaur in, in the background, shot. and it's never mentioned. They talk about dwarves being in Miami. Yeah, they say they make a reference to an army of nine races, we of which we see three. It's, maybe. Okay. We're good. Which, <laughs> good, good. Sorry, which which makes me you never see like hobbits or halflings. It's okay that I said hobbit now because. Christopher Tolkien no longer on the board. He can't, he can't find but, us. He can't find us. But anyway, but like I just now I desperately want like a hobbit, you know, sitting at his apartment smoking pipe weed. Yeah. And like being like, man. And then the cops bust I want, in. I want tacos <laughs> and a meat pie. I'm gonna take my meat pie. I'm going to put it on my taco. <laughs> like, that's what I want now. Yeah. And I didn't get that. Yeah. Thank you, movie. Yeah, because they, like... Rastafarian they, they totally set all this stuff up, and then, like, none of it, none happens. Of it happens. So, we follow 
Will Smith's character. What's his name? Ward? Something? Yeah, no, it's just I, Will it Smith. Is, it's Will like, Smith. It's, it's, just, it's, it's Will Smith. There's, there's, there's Will Smith. Yeah, yeah. It, when, when you're played by Will Smith, your name is Will Smith. <laughs> yeah. So so Will Smith on the police, the, the Los Angeles police force, is partnered with the first orc police officer, uh, whose name is Jacoby, I think. Yeah, yeah Jaco- Nick Jacoby. Nick yes. Jacoby. And they nobody likes Nick Jacoby. Like, like the first thing that happens as you see is is uh Will Smith got shot. Yeah. And Nick Jacoby chases after, loses the guy. Everyone thinks that the guy that shot him was an orc. Everyone thinks that it was the orc's blood, you know, stronger than the police His loyalty. Loyalty. To the police, yeah. Um in any case, nobody on the force likes Jacoby. And nobody on the force seems to like, like Will Smith no, either. Yeah, no one likes Will Smith. And like, that part's never explained, other than no, the no, fact no. that... No, no, no. It is briefly explained in the best possible way by Margaret Cho. And Margaret Cho just looks at Will Smith and she goes, nobody wants to ride with you either. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> why? It's like, other no, than the like, fact that he's an asshole, but all the cops in this movie like, are assholes. No, like, I think oh, that's we'll like the that, best, yeah. most succinct, like, no... You're just an asshole. Like you're an asshole, so, and nobody likes you. Yeah. So, so Will Smith doesn't want to ride with this guy, but he doesn't want him to like get killed or anything like that. And he doesn't want him like hashtag off the, not racist, racist. Right? He doesn't want him off the force. He yeah. just doesn't want him in his car. Hashtag not all Will Smiths. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which seems kind of like a weird gray area to put your hero in, but okay. Yeah. Um, Especially because he is explicitly meant to be the hero. We'll oh get into God. this, but it, we'll like, get to that. We'll yeah. get to that. But anyway. So they they go and they respond to a call that spoils the whole movie, uh, in which just, just spoil it, just spoils just spoil everything. It. I'm sorry, no, no, you no. actually care yeah. about no, not no, being no, no, no. I'm talking about the movie spoils itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the very beginning, there's a guy with a sword. I think at first I thought it was a giant, but it turns out no, it was just a guy. Yeah, he's just yeah. A, he's, he's just, just a dirty man, just a dirty man with a sword <laughs> swinging it around in the street. Which, shit. you know, for modern day Los Angeles, <laughs> probably isn't outside the realm of the, the everyday. So, so, so Will Smith and Nick Jacoby and this, um, this, this, this dirty, this, this, no, 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 this Hispanic. Um, oh yeah, the oh, sheriff. Hernandez. Yeah. Hernandez. Hernandez. The, the only Ramirez? other good cop in the movie. Yeah, the only other Jacoby. good cop in, in Los Angeles, um, who, in, who's a sheriff's deputy, um, they're stopped to try to take this guy in. They take him in. Which this is the, oh, I'm sorry. This has nothing to do with anything else. But does does Los Angeles have both like LAPD and a sheriff's office? I'm, and if so, why? I mean, I guess it might be the like, county that yeah. Los Angeles is in has oh, a sheriff's office. Okay, okay, that yeah. does make sense. So right, because remember from Virginia, that, where that we have independent cities. cities. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, Los Angeles is actually in a county. Never the mind. um the Holy Roman Empire that is Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> anyway, so. Yeah, they take this guy in, and he's rambling on in Orcish about the plot of the movie, uh, spoiling things that about, oh, this guy, this other cop in this car, he is a bright. He is the destined chosen one. Wait, shit, did he say that? Yeah, I he did. I missed that part. And then uh, he had, uh, Will Smith asks Jacoby, what did he say? He's like, oh, nothing. He's just rambling about nonsense. See, I'm Because I, I saw the part where he was like, oh, the Dark Lord's coming back, yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. going to like find yourself and like like he's gonna be in all the orcs hearts or whatever yeah yeah yeah. that he says too he's just rambling on about the dark i must have like stepped out of the room for that or like looked down at my phone because i completely missed that he straight up just spoils the the ending of the movie jesus christ really Uh, that makes it even dumber (laughs) it does so anyway i didn't think it was possible (laughs) it is entirely possible this movie can get even dumber 
Um, so anyway, so they take him in, and while they're cleaning the vomit out of their car, well, while Will Smith is cleaning the vomit out of the car, the guy vomits, he's approached by these other police officers, including his sergeant. Mm. And Played by Margaret Cho. Yeah. And basically... No, no, no that's a different... Margaret Cho and the... I thought the Margaret Cho was the sheriff. Never no, mind. No, no. Never mind. Are you sure? No, no, I'm pretty sure she is the sergeant. She She's the one... Yeah, okay, the the lady cop that comes with the two officers from Internal Affairs, yeah, 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 is different, oh, is a different than person? Margaret Cho. Okay. It's a different, it's a different lady cop. Okay, hashtag not all lady cops look the same. Oh, yeah. Okay, uh, I'll have to take your word for it. It looked like the same person to me. Yeah. Um. In any case, they are trying to set up Nick by getting Will Smith to oh, Jesus record Christ. and what? Sorry, I just look up her character's name, Margaret Cho's. Her character's name is Sar- Sergeant Ching. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Oh. Um, so they want they want uh, Nick to This movie's to got something to say about racism, and, guys. <laughs> and uh, he has a recording device planted on, which I don't think actually ever comes no, up. No, it never comes <laughs> up! <laughs> this entire plot is useless. That, um, that entire internal plot mm-hmm. comes to exactly yeah. nothing the feds show up and apparently the feds are basically elves and elves okay so well there's one elf topic there's, there's one elf, there's one there's elf one, one human. i guess he's a human i guess he's a human or he might be a really tall dwarf I if you, we really want to be hopeful if you want to be hopeful the about world that. building of this game so this show, let's talk let's talk movie. setting for a second so apparently like i said there's there's elves there's orcs there's humans and apparently other people including centaurs and dwarves and shit the elves are rich people. Just yeah. there are no poor elves. It's yeah. it's the bourgeoisie to the extreme. Yeah, they uh, all drive Lamborghinis. They have their own section of Los Angeles where there are straight up armored police vehicles outside. No orcs are allowed. It's it's straight up, uh, John. What was it? straight up? Uh, they live. Crow. Uh, Jim Crow. Oh, Jim Crow. Jim Crow okay. South. It's like no orcs are allowed in this part of town, um, because the rich people will shoot you. In any case, which um, can we? I know this is kind of jumping ahead a little bit to the end of the. Well, it's like later on. Jump ahead to the end of the movie. Let's let's talk a little bit about why everyone is racist against orcs. Okay. Okay. Can we go? I mean, this this kind of gets covered in the beginning part. It gets covered like throughout the movie. Well, I want to I want to address this now. So apparently, in Roman times, yeah, two (laughs) thousand years ago, in ancient Rome, apparently there was this epic battle between the dark lord yeah. and the forces of light yeah and, and the, the, the orcs, orcs sided, sided with, with the, the dark, dark lord, lord as you do but it's like 2000 years ago is is within yeah. the historic record it's like it's yeah. not far enough back okay but, to, no, okay no but let's 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 address there's a lot of stupidity to unpack here so and, if and, we if we interrupt each other and what we'll i never get through what i i just I, that's if i have one thing, the the crowning cherry on the top of things that I dislike about this movie, it's that it pulls the worst thing I like about about uh, the worst thing I hate about uh, alternate history novels yeah. or books or movies where or everything happens the same it, except, except this for one this one thing. major fucking thing. It's like yes, there's an America, there's a Los Angeles, mm-hmm. there's a Mexico, there was an Alamo, there was an Alamo, <laughs> there's Shrek a Russia, happened. there's a Russia. Shrek happened. We'll Shrek get to happened. that later. later. We'll okay, get to no, that later. No, no. Shrek happened. Everything that happened historically happened, but also all these other things. Two thousand years ago, the devil invaded. (laughs) Two thousand years ago, 
during the reign of what was it augustus uh it would have, yeah it would have been around the reign of caesar augustus yeah, in 2017. yeah the devil invaded yeah and brought with him orcs maybe the orcs were already there like before i'm assuming they're already there because they say they, so, yeah. they, chose they chose to, to side with alongside the him is yeah. the way that that's written but so okay. yeah so all of history should be completely different yeah. but no it's modern day los angeles mm. to a t Except also orcs and elves. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty stupid. Here's what That's, I also thought was stupid. Okay, is that 2,000 years ago, this one thing happened. Okay, that'd be like if modern day Italians held a grudge against people from like Germany. Or Tunisia. So, yeah. <laughs> one, one thing that I do want to point out though, and this is kind of my big beef with the whole it happened 2,000 years ago yeah. thing. And I don't know if they're trying to make a parallel to this. But a Jesus uh, parallel in well, sort of. So <laughs> in, we'll get to that. That too. comes up too. <laughs> Mormon, like up until recently, ish. I think it was like a couple of decades ago. The Mormon Church had this thing where they basically like in their doctrine, and I apologize if I'm butchering this, and I apologize if any of our listeners are Mormon, <laughs> and I get this wrong. But I used to date a black Mormon, and this is what he told me. Okay, was that like up until fairly recently, the Mormon church had this thing where African-Americans were considered less than their white peers because of things that they'd done thousands of years ago, which led to them having black skin. Yeah. Once again, when I this is what my ex-boyfriend who was a black Mormon said. So like. You know, so I, th- I, I don't know if that's what they're trying to draw on I, it, because see, like, but these things, one, these things do exist too. And it's terrible. To, another example of this is like, at a, I, I was in fucking Catholic school and, mm-hmm. um, you know, always truthful there. They tried to try, tried to boil down the entire Middle East conflict into a sibling rivalry because of things that happened in the Bible. Yeah. Are you talking about <laughs> Isaac and Esau? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm saying I'm saying it's stupid, but it does happen in weird random yeah, pockets. Well, what I'm also what I'm what I'm pointing out is there was a guy that was like, well, my ancestors fought against yeah. you guys. We it, killed a lot of Russians like, in the Russia. How the fuck do you know? <laughs> I don't know what my ancestors were doing two thousand years ago. Yeah, I can guess. I can maybe if I have like a if if all of my ancestors came from the same general quadrant of the world. I mean, you're you're pretty white, but you're, well, I like, know. I'm, just, but I'm saying what they I'm were saying, licking moss rocks in England. What at I'm the saying time. is that is that people living in modern day United States. If yeah. you're going back 2,000 years, there's a lot of branches there, hopefully. So, like, they go off in a lot of different directions. <laughs> Who gives a shit what your ancestors did 2,000 years Apparently ago? Apparently, this other random police officer. I just, so, I don't two, two, two things man. really quickly, though, and they're probably not going to be that quick. But one thing that I appreciated that you pointed out about this when we first saw it was this shit would make a lot more sense if they changed it from 2000 to 200. To 200. Yeah, it said it said it during like the American Revolution. And that makes more sense because that is more of an immediate like historical problem. Yeah. yeah. Where it's like again, well yeah, like the entire America being founded, you know, only a few centuries ago like kind of makes this like unimportant. Like 
Wars from 2,000 years ago have literally zero impact on anything happening in the United States today. I mean, if you're taking it like like in the world, like butterfly effect sort of thing, I guess they do. But it's like not something that anyone ever thinks about. No one gives a shit about the war between like Rome and Carthage. You know, like at least no not one's gonna on, give a shit. At least not on an emotional level. Yeah, yeah. Like you're not gonna be angry at some guy from Tunisia. They, they fucking salted the earth. I hate those Romans. They destroyed that <laughs> proud Phoenician okay. culture. Listen, Carthaga de all right? <laughs> all right, okay, okay, okay. But here's here's the thing, though, is then at the end of the movie, the very end of the movie, they try to pass off this whole thing that happened 2,000 years ago as a mythology. Yeah, because it's like, and that was another thing where it's like, oh, yeah, well, it's just, it's just like mythology. I'm like, Dude, you, this is a thing that, like... People were writing then. Yeah. That, we know what's happening because a, people wrote it the a, fuck down. A, that. <laughs> B, also, they were trying to put pass off magic as this historical... Like, is, is this mythological thing that doesn't actually work when there's an entire branch of the federal government that's dedicated to policing it. <laughs> it's like if we said that terrorism didn't exist. <laughs> like, what the actual fuck? <laughs> So, okay. So, right, let's, so let's, let's continue. continue. Let's Way ahead. Let's, yeah. let's continue. Let's so, yeah. all right. So the the pointless scene with the cops and then yeah, they, the, 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 they get called out of it. They that literally should have been the last scene of the movie. Mm-hmm. Is oh, I recorded this important plot point and that's how we get off the hook. That would have actually been payoff for that. So scene. so yeah. So there's no payoff for that. There's no payoff. Event, uh, spoilers again. There's no payoff for the sword that they pick up. I thought yeah. I thought at the end it's gonna be like him picking up the sword out of his car and charging at someone, but no, no. that sword just is gone. The it's sword, an evidence it's locker. It's just a sword that the guy had. It's in an evidence locker now. Um, this is like, this movie is a refutation of Chekhov's gun. <laughs> it's like they put, like, there's an entire armory up on the wall mm-hmm. and then, like, someone pulls something else out of their pocket. <laughs> and that solves the problem in Act 3. So, what they get called in for is, oh, they don't get called in for, they're on patrol and they see someone that's acting as a lookout and they decide to go investigate and someone starts shooting at them. They they shoot back. Uh, the orc Jacoby, um, the orc Jacoby, Officer Jacoby, um, hasn't shot anyone before and is kind of gun shy, I guess. Which you think for a cop, they'd actually give you training for that kind of stuff. Yeah, but, but I mean, like, if you've never shot anyone before, I guess it's yeah, still kind yeah, yeah. of a, a, a. Plus, he's he's the actual hero of the movie, even yeah. if the movie doesn't recognize it. <laughs> he is the actual hero. And of the movie. and I will say, like, my brother is a cop, and he rarely. If ever, I don't know. I would bet money that he probably has never shot and a person. Good, you know. Yeah. But like, I'm just saying, uh, like, not like enough it's, cops. It's really or... not that. It, yeah. it, it, it doesn't happen as often as you think it. It so, just when it does happen, it, it it's just like a terrible human rights violation. Yeah. yeah, and then they get off the hook for it. Yep. Yeah. Um, where were we? Oh yeah, no fantasy. Um, <laughs> so, but this fantasy has a lot of stuff to say about racism, oh guys. It's uh, got so uh, many things to say, so many important things to say about racism. So they they go into the place. They call for backup, kinda, but they don't. They they call for backup, but they go in anyway. Yeah. And they find this wand that's been left. Which by, okay, pause here. Yeah, and they also find this elf girl. The amount of time that they spend in this movie talking about the wand. Max Landis chose literally the worst magical artifact yeah. imaginable because wands are not intimidating. <laughs> There's nothing cool or scary about wands, but everyone in this movie acts like there is. So it well, could have been an amulet, a it magic ring. Been- 
a medallion, set of books, an orb, yeah. a staff, a, yeah, a, a sphere, whatever, what, a whatever, sword that a hobo strings yeah. around yeah. the street. Whenever anyone is like, "You need to give me that wand. Give me the magic wand." It's Nobody like, sounds tough. Nobody sounds. Give like me a the magic sir. pixie dust. Because <laughs> I'm gonna sounds... sprinkle that pixie dust all over my garden, and it'll when, be magical. When you say it like that, it sounds like if you're imagining like a white and black magician's wand yeah, that yeah, he's yeah. doing to summon a rabbit. But no, the, it this looks cool. It looks it like a glowing they blue a thing. So <laughs> when they call stupid. it a magic wand, it's like. Choose literally anything else. <laughs> the catalyst. You could have still made it a magic wand and called it the catalyst, and that would have been ten times cooler right there. Yeah. Yeah. Give but, me the catalyst. Yeah. Sounds intimidating. That's intimidating. So that's give scary. me the wand. It sounds like a euphemism for your penis. Yeah. Which maybe it is. We, we might is. not know. I don't know. Um, hey, well, hey, yeah. Well, well uh, segue time. Um, so, well, no. I'll talk about that at the end. Let's segue back. Okay. So, yeah. Um... <laughs> Where we're, oh yeah, so apparently the feds are looking for this girl. Yeah, uh, and they they for question reasons Hobo. that are never addressed. They're like hinted at like there's some sort of history between the elf guy and her. Okay, so, and then they never talk about what that history might so be. So what what they talk about is that the the elf uh, federal agent has been looking for this other renegade elf woman who is apparently like a terrorist bent on bringing the Dark Lord back. They mention that when he's interviewing the hobo. They the do. They do mention that, but then and they mention like, that they're looking for this splinter, this other woman. Yeah. Uh, what's her name? Uh, I can't remember. Nikki, some, something with like two K's and an I. Uh, I don't remember. Kiki's what delivery it. service. Kiki, Kiki yeah. Kiki, so here I'll look it so up. So Kiki of the delivery service fame uh, is is basically on the run, and they're trying to. The feds want to use her as a trap. Anyway, Tweedledee and Tweedledum stumble Tika. in on her. Tiki. Tika. Tika. Masala. Yes. <laughs> so um, so so they stumble in on her and the wand and they take her into custody, I guess. Um she's speaking only Elvish. Yeah, she speaks only Elvish until she doesn't. Uh but no, she speaks only Elvish and Jacoby, who took a couple years of Elvish. Two years high school. two years in high school. Apparently he's fucking fluent. <laughs> but once again, he's not the hero of the story. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, it makes me so angry. So anyway, they question her. They 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 call for reinforcements to come get the wand, uh, and those reinforcements happen to be. I I thought it was the same sergeant. Apparently, it's a different female sergeant on the force. Yeah. And the two assholes with the the mustaches. Yeah. Um, mustache cops. How else would you know they're assholes? Yeah. Certainly not hey, by their well, actions hey, or words. <laughs> Will Smith has a mustache too. Yeah. Yeah, but he's uh, also an asshole. <laughs> So Jacoby the, doesn't have a mustache and he's not an asshole. That's yeah. true. That's how you differentiate. So so they decide amongst themselves that they're going to take this wand for themselves because apparently it can grant wishes, but usually it just destroys explodes people. You. Usually it just explodes you. So I don't know how Mustache Man is planning on using it if he doesn't know that hey, he's what's how, called what a bright. I don't know what anyone's plan is in this movie. <laughs> you have to be what's called a bright, hence the name of the film, to actually use the wands. And if Another you're Another stupid word yeah. that could have you could be a sorcerer. Sir, uh, you have to be a wizard. You have to be a that that bothers an me adept less. An adept, yeah. yeah, that'd be good. But that bothers me less than the amount of time. Give me your wand. The amount of time that people are talking wand. about magic wands. Give me it's your penis. Like, it's like, like it's it's like it's awesome. Mickey Mouse. So like in the <laughs> Sorcerer's Apprentice, you know, like yeah. Uh, uh, but um, we're talking about we're talking about stage magicians up here pulling flowers out. <laughs> That would be a more fun movie, but It okay. would be a more fun movie. The Prestige is an awesome movie. <laughs> so, 
so they decide that they're going they they basically give Will Smith an ultimatum. Either um either you help us uh, to kill Jacoby at this point. They want to kill him. Um it's... and take the wand or we'll kill you both. And then they decide, okay, well, now that he's out of the room, we're going to kill them both and take the wand. So yeah, like everyone, you know, this is this is probably again another realistic thing, but everyone in the LAPD is just the most corrupt motherfucker the, in the, the world. Just the worst, worst people. There are no good cops except for Jacoby. Except for Jacoby, yeah. he's and Hernandez. And Hernandez. And Hernandez. They're literally two good cops in the entire city. <laughs> And uh, spoiler alert: one of them dies. Yeah. Actually, both of them die, but one of them comes back. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, so yeah, so Will Smith shoots up all the other cops before they shoot him. Jacoby is rightfully confused and, and pissed. But then this whole band of of this like Hispanic gang yeah. decides to show up with their leader in a wheelchair. Do, do you know that actor's name? I yeah. don't. Okay, know. but anyway, um, so so this whole gang shows up and like. Oh, I hear tell that there is a wand. You want to give it to me so I can walk again? <laughs> this wand that belongs to the barrio. It I'm belongs like, to it, the people. <laughs> like what? The, just who? Why? That was poison, right? That was yeah, the, the name of the guy. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. so his the actor's name is Enrique Enrique Mer, Mercanio. Okay. I don't know. I uh, I, I thought he it was, was in else. Speed Two: Cruise Control. <laughs> okay. Damn. Uh, yeah. What a great resume. Who was who Jacoby's actor? Uh, Jacoby. Um, he was. He's someone who's. I mean, he's. He's a someone. He's not Will Smith. That's the only thing. <laughs> there that, was a weird amount of like. Joel Edgerton is his name. There was a weird amount of like sitcom actors because like one of the asshole cops is also the nurse on the Mindy Project, like. <laughs> One of the the cop lady that comes with the internal affairs guy is on is the mom on Jane the Virgin. Like it's there's Margaret Cho. Like I don't know. Like it was just like a weird amount of like comedic actors in non comedic roles, and it's just like what what is this? Which brings What's me going to, on. Which brings me to the, my next big problem with this movie is that the action. Well, the action was a big problem too, but the the. <laughs> The, the 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 thing about the sitcom actors is like what I was mentioning earlier about like Guardians of the Galaxy you can do silly stuff and you can do funny things with like the same tone staying consistent throughout like it still feels like the same movie this movie from scene to scene and from line to line has no idea what movie it wants to and be yeah. Will Smith is a completely different character from yeah scene every to single scene. scene it's like is this is he supposed to be funny is he supposed to be intimidating like is supposed are we supposed to like not really like him because he's an asshole like who is he what is his motivation but don't what? you understand Will Smith is a complex and confusing character <laughs> no <laughs> Complex characters are fine. This is an inconsistent character. This is this is this. It's just an actor. He's like just, that's the thing that's really painfully frustrating. Is like the the guy that plays Jacoby. Like Jacoby is a, is character, a character with an arc and blah blah blah. And like it's it's literally it's just Will Smith. See, and it's Will Smith. Will Smithing it up. I and I I'm tempted to blame him. But it's like, I have the feeling that at least some of that was also the direction. But the guy who directed this has actually made some, like, he. this is the guy who directed and wrote Training Day. This is the guy who did End of Watch. Like, these really good, serious cop movies that this movie is kind of ripping off. Um, but with, like, fantasy trappings. But it's like, okay, if it was just Training Day, 
with magic instead of drugs fucking great like sign me up i'll watch that but then it's like there are moments where it turns into oh this is this is men in black or this is bad boys and i'm just gonna make all these jokes in the middle of the, the fighting scene um but yeah the action is a big problem too it's, yeah go, go ahead because okay well my problem with it is that there's like i don't know like three or four scenes in a row that all boil down to everyone wants the wand so here's a scene where they go into this big crowded club and a gang walks in. They're like, give us the magic wand. And, and then they, they shoot, shoot all the guns. They in shoot the their air. guns in the air and there's a big firefight. And at the end, they, they don't give them the wand and they run away. Yeah. The very next scene, they go into a different club. <laughs> a different time. gang of people come in, yeah. shoot different guns into the air. There's another firefight. Yeah. So, so between before we get to that though, there's a chase scene. Okay, there, but, there's, I, there's, there's but a, I wanted to. I do want to finish my point oh, yeah, with yeah. that. Sorry, right, because there's a whole lot of bullshit in this movie that needs to be explained. You need to explain to me, like, if you're gonna throw in a line about why Mexicans still get shit about the Alamo a hundred years later, you need to at least give me some sort of idea of what the Alamo looked like with elves. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I need to have a semblance of where the fuck I am and what is actually happening. When you give me two almost identical action scenes in a row that don't actually further the story any till other than to let me know, Hey, a lot of other people are trying to get this from him. I don't need that. You could have condensed that into one scene where it's like one game comes in and then another game comes in and there's a fight. And then the other elves show up and kill all of them. Like you could have made that one five minute scene instead yeah. of two 10 minutes. And the scenes. movies, the movie's like almost two hours long. Yeah. It does it's not almost as long as Star Wars and it explains almost nothing. So, so the action scene. So, so there's, there's two types of action scenes. There's the fight scenes and then there's the chase scenes. There's a lot of, a lot of car chases. Yeah. I think. Uh, or at least Which is fine. They like car chases no, are absolutely I, make sense in this. The car chases make sense, but they they're shot ridiculously. Like my grandma and I were laughing our oh, asses yeah, off yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> during those chase scenes when people get shot off the car and they just tumble away. Like they cut the guy just tumbling ass over hand. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Yeah. My grandma was cracking up. Oh my god. It's <coughs> Yeah. Okay, so so, uh, but yeah, the lost where we even are in the so, movie now. So they escape from they escape from the the poison gang and which took place in a strip club. Yeah, well, no, no, not that. Before oh, okay. that, they escape from the oh, poison shit. gang. That's right, they escape from them twice. <laughs> they escape from them in the car chase. That's ridiculous. And then the car fucking explodes because they got too far from the wand's owner. Who in this? It's it's like it hits a wall, like a magical barrier. There's another thing that gets brought up, and then like doesn't never, no, never comes up again. (laughs) They always completely forgot about that. Actually, like that that was like something that like as address is brought up exactly one time. I guess like oh, that's an interesting little twist on it. And then I guess it explains why they can't just leave. Why they can't just get in another car and go to fucking I don't know Sacramento. Yeah. Um. But in any case. They have to stick around, and they again. Then the scenes with the the strip club and the the poker scenes happen back to back or whatever. And meanwhile, Wait, was it the po- what was the one? Oh, yeah. 
So so yeah. So the well, no, was it the, there was the, the the concert. There was the other one I was thinking about. So are there three identical action yes. scenes? Wait, there's yes. a concert. Yeah, the, the, where they're at the the, the thing they and like the, the orcs, orcs are like, oh, we we throw this big party and oh. everyone's invited and one rule is no guns. Oh no, that's that's much later. That's, that's later. That's much later. Jesus fucking Christ! I thought that happened right after the strip club. No, no, no. That that's much later. It's near the end of the film. Uh, and I don't think anybody shoots that up. There's one shot that happens. No, 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 no. Those orcs get them at the end of the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but it was because of what they did earlier in the film, I thought. Oh, like okay. They, they okay. I think that's giving them, I think that's giving the movie way too much I, I don't know. Because my understanding was that those two, that like the cops bringing the guns into the party was, a, it was a different party. It was a different thing that happened. I don't even anyway, confusing anyway. things with guns happen, and eventually um, the poison gang gets Will Smith and Jacoby cornered, and they say they're going to give up the wand to them, but then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, orc terrorists, uh, not orc, elf terrorists elf arrive. Elf terrorists, yeah. Elf terrorists arrive, who apparently have no qualms with they're, killing babies. They're Metal Gear um, Solid villains. <laughs> um, uh, and they they kill everyone, and yeah. then the police show up, the, the SWAT shows up, and they kill them. But Will Smith is able to escape with Jacoby and Tika Masala and the wand. Yeah. Um, and I think at some point they... No, yeah, at some point they drop it, someone picks it up, and they explode. Yeah. Uh, while they're hiding in, like, a mannequin which, warehouse. Which, again, what is anyone's plan in this? <laughs> Why do you think that you're the chosen one that or can do this? I thought I was... <laughs> also, they mentioned like one in like 10,000 humans yeah. or something no, like that. No, it was that. like one in a million. One in a million humans is a bright. But like elves, apparently, like, it's like if you're left-handed. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And like, here's a, like, maybe come up with some sort of way to test it. Other than that, I know they say in the movie that there's no other way to test it other than picking up a wand. But like, fucking why? I don't why know. Why is that the only way to determine? We have he... genetic testing. We can magic to science this figure thing. it out figure <laughs> it the fuck out because there's gotta be it's 2000 it was 2017 when this movie came out there's gotta be a way that we can figure out who can and who we cannot have finished use the genome project we can do this where is the sorting hat in all of this <laughs> like you've gotta have something guys it's been thousands of years and you've got nothing <laughs> So, yeah. I don't understand. It's magic. They don't have to explain it. I know they don't have to explain it, but Jesus Christ, I wish they would at least explain something. Uh, so, anyway, um, now now they're on the run from these people, a lot of people, and they decide... It's basically the end of Blues Brothers at this yeah. point, where there's like 10 different factions all trying to get this wand for reasons. <laughs> But we literally don't know what anyone else would do with the wand if they were able to get it or I use mean, it. Poison wants to try to make himself walk again. That's but true. He's, he's gonna... the only one who's actually given yeah. an explanation. But then he's killed. He's like, almost almost killed. immediately. Uh, so anyway, the they decide to call the one person they know they can trust. Hernan Hernandez. Is it really Hernandez? It's Hernandez. It's Hernandez. Okay. Yeah. Hernandez. And Hernandez insists on putting them in handcuffs uh, when he meets them and calls the feds to deal with the wand situation as is proper standard operating procedure. Yeah, that, that's actually probably one of the better ideas that someone it's has. Like, like when I'm taking you into custody, so I was like, to make it look good, I'm going to put you in cuffs, but like, I really don't want to. Yeah, and we're going to call the feds immediately because that is the smart thing to do. Yeah. Um, and so he does and so. so he gets killed for it. He does so, but apparently the, um, the elf terrorists were hacking into the cell tower they, they had whatever they had a, what the fuck ever <laughs> they hack into the cell tower then they destroy it it's probably the least stupid plot point <laughs> in the entire movie and then they come right after them and 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 kill hernandez now 
the they're in handcuffs, so you think this is going to be a tough fight for for Will Smith and Jacoby, but no, they're in handcuffs for all of like five seconds. They really held the tension. Wait, there. was was Will Smith ever actually put in handcuffs? Both I of them, they, okay. both of them were put in handcuffs. I thought that they got but, killed before the, no, uh, the. I was out of the room. I think when that happened. No, Tika Masala stole the keys, uh, and she managed to get them both unlocked out of their handcuffs in what seemed like less than a minute. Yeah. So they sure held that tension a while, didn't they? Yeah. Well, Jacoby was in his for a while. Yeah. I definitely remember him. And, being then then the elf terrorists run a car into the convenience store and they have a fight in a in a 7-Eleven uh basically also can we talk about how all the like the elf bad guys are all basically like matrix villains but mm-hmm. like tika is completely useless yeah until the end well until the end okay so tika is basically uh lilu from the fifth element yeah but not as I interesting of a character yeah <laughs> like but and it's like there's never a, a given explanation for like why can these elves fight like super good like why can they like flip around and like jump all over the place? Well, she and, does like, some flips too. She does some, but it's like again that that bald guy is fucking like Agent Smith, and he's just like flipping around everywhere and like throwing these daggers. Like, what makes him vamp and like no one else can do this shit? Like, I don't understand that. Training. I don't know. A a dropped line explaining that would be nice. (laughs) You could say, oh, no, this guy is an ancient master of, like, elvish martial arts. And I'm like, okay, cool. I get who that character is Elvish Krav Maga. Elvish Krav Maga. Yeah, no. Just just give me a line. That's all I need. Uh, I just need one. He's a capoeira master. (laughs) Elvish capoeira. No, I'll accept that. That's Uh, basically what it is. So, in any case... uh, Spoilers again. They escape. They, they have this entire fucking movie. <laughs> they fight. They escape. Nothing changes. The this fight scene accomplishes nothing. That's that's basically kind of the the line to mm-hmm. to run with this movie. Yeah, it goes from one fight scene to another. Yeah. Nothing is explained, and nothing changes. Nothing changes. Um, and again, they're on the run. This time, they did manage to call the feds, so at least the feds know where the block is. But then a big explosion happens. It's like, yeah, okay, it's there. Here's here's a question. Also, mm-hmm. okay, so this is. Okay, we know why the elf bad guys can't have it. Mm-hmm. Why don't they literally give the wand to everyone else who wants it if it will just make them explode? Like, it seems like that would just cause the, solve a lot of their problems. Because like, let's just give them the wand. What's the worst that could happen? There's a one in a million chance that they're right. Also, it's possible that they may be but it's, I, as smart as, like, that cop guy that picked it up with a glove. Fair enough. And then, you know, take it home to be studied. I don't know. I, but, yeah, then what's your plan? What are you going to do with it if you actually have it? Especially if you can't take it out of range of the person who actually owns it. Like, I don't understand. How do you decide? Anyone's planned it. How do, how do you attune to it? Magic. Uh, all okay. Right. It's like, I don't know. Can, that, can there's you, there's can, some Harry Potter shit that I will accept with that. Like, okay. like, like, like the wand chooses its, its owner or something. I don't know. Whatever. Maybe. Again, a dropped line would be nice. Like, put in a single line that's like, oh, this is the person that it has chosen. Mm-hmm. But, like, fucking why does it matter? Uh, it doesn't. I don't know. Anyway. So, so finally they get, they get. Uh, captured by the uh, orc mafia or the orc religious the orc- order. Are they, yeah, are, are they a gang? Are they a church? It's I never think explained. they're both. I think they're kind of like a cult. Which um, it'd be great if there was like some things in there. And this is something that I brought up to, to Elise when we were talking about it the other day. Like, it would be, you know, it would make this movie like way more interesting if like you were thrown in. And also make it like less troubling on term in terms of like its racial politics is if you actually gave a reason for why the orcs decided to side with the Dark Lord, mm-hmm. yeah. like 
Like, oh yeah, all the other races like subjugated the orcs and treated them like shit, and the Dark Lord like promised them like like a, a seat at the table, basically. Mm. Like if if that's what it was. And you could have easily thrown something like that in there because it was like, yeah, it was like a church. Like it was like there was and then we get a line about, oh, what is the prophecy? Like, what the fuck prophecy are you talking <laughs> so, about? So, yeah. So what happens you in the church? can't throw a prophecy in three quarters of the way through the movie. Yeah. OK. So what happens in, in the, the orc church is <laughs> they decide that they're going to kill Jacoby because Jacoby is an unblooded orc. Nobody likes him. Which the- is another thing nobody ever really explains. Yeah. They do talk about it. They do talk about it this point where it's like if you've proven yourself in battle blah 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 or like a great act of you courage. belong to a clan you yeah. belong to a people it's 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 gang stuff but the so the orcs it's much more culturally important um and he's filed his teeth down he's not part he's not got any symbols or anything like that so they don't like him they want him dead and they ask where's the wand where's the wand and their their comment their response is there is no wand what are you talking about they're trying to bluff their way out of this mm. this metal gear solid torture scene yeah um and then they have to press x really hard otherwise yeah, yeah, they're yeah. going to get killed uh by getting whipped and and beaten and all kinds of stuff stabbed yeah. stabbed and then um the the orc priest tells his son to shoot jacoby uh, with a sniper rifle at very close range, which I, I don't know why they chose a sniper I rifle. I was bu- puzzled by that <laughs> one, too. Uh, but he can't do it because, surprise, surprise, that's the one that Jacoby let go. Yeah, I, I kind of skipped over this. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, so it's it's stupid. But basically, we find out that, in fact, Jacoby did let the guy that he captured go, but it was because he was the wrong guy. Yeah, he was just tagging a wall instead of the one that actually shot Will Smith. Yeah, so he's like, oh, well, if the if the co- other cops find him, they're going to kill him. I can't let this innocent kid die, so mm-hmm. I'm just going to let him so go. So he does the right thing. Because, again, he's actually the hero of the movie, even if everyone wants me mm-hmm. to think it's Will Smith. And to prove- Fuck you if you think it's Will Smith. It's fucking Jacoby. And to prove he's the hero of the movie, although the son can't kill him, the priest man does anyway. Which, again, makes this whole thing without the son ding, 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 entirely, entirely pointless. pointless. Uh, and, and so he falls into a pit into the fucking center of the earth. <laughs> the orcs surely I thought they were just going to throw him down the pit. I no, they shot him and he fell down the pit. I know, but when they first opened the pit, I'm like, shit, throwing them down that pit is going to be a shitty way to kill people. They, like, But no, you're going to shoot them first and then throw them down they there. They sure as shit did not get any any zoning to dig that pit. <laughs> I'm sure that there are tons it of sewer lines. straight to hell. <laughs> there are sewer lines and cable lines that have been destroyed in the process of this, and nobody cares. Uh, but yeah, so... <laughs> What? No, we're getting really loud. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But it's like, it's, it's absurd. <laughs> the, um, but yeah, so they shoot him. He dies. And then Tika Masala pulls the wand out of her arm. Like she hit it in her arm. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, like that, that again, and then, not as stupid as some of the other things in this. No, I, it's the reason it's so stupid is because it's never mentioned before. It's never mentioned again. Yeah. They, nobody explains how it's done or why it can be done. Okay, as long as we're getting off track here, yeah. um, I would like to talk about the one thing in the movie that drove me absolutely fucking yeah, let's, crazy. Okay, what, what's your one thing? So, I mean, not just the one thing. No, there no, were a lot there, of there things. Were a lot the of cherry things. on we the We talked about this for like an okay. hour after we watched it the other day. <laughs> so, Will Smith has this throwaway line okay, where yeah. he calls... Oh, shit, yeah. He calls an orc Shrek. a Shrek-faced motherfucker, which... Okay, one, how does Shrek How does still Shrek exist in this universe? Exist in this because universe. Shrek, okay, this is my thing. Because Shrek is an ogre, not an orc. 
I know. But Isn't still. that fucking racist? Are there social <laughs> yeah. justice warriors on the internet going all about like how, why, you know, like they really shouldn't make a, a movie that depicts orcs this way. And even though they call him an org ogre, like, you know, that like in the original draft of that script in this universe, it was like he was called an ogre or he was called an orc. And then they had to like change it really quickly to like avoid a bunch of drama. So did like Shrek get four sequels in this movie? Like <laughs> it is it is a stupid throwaway line. But yeah. man, it, it raises, raises so, so many questions. questions. <laughs> Also, was I want as popular. Is so, it their version of the Song of the South? So like, I, I want to know. What is Shrek? No, I, I want to know. Shrek? I want to know if so. If Shrek exists, then presumably other movies Sorry, from yeah, our yeah, world exist. Are the, the, do those Lord movies? Of the Rings movies? Are there Lord of the Rings movies? Are there casting movies that we know and love today, but are casted with elf and orc yeah. actors? Is there like a huge problem where they get like? elves to like play humans by yeah. like taping down their ears no, or, or like or like when i brought up when we were talking about the shrek thing the other day is like was there a big like outcry on the internet because mike myers isn't orcish <laughs> like was there like a big problem well, remember, like, it was, like, like have why are you like... human washing these well, worlds well, that should be going remember to orc remember this was what 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 year was shrek like 2000 yeah. i don't think the internet was quite at the point that it becomes so, later which brings me to another thing that also really bothers me about this movie is they keep referring to Jacoby as the nation's first orcish police officer. And that just does not seem to make any fucking sense with like, I can buy that Jacoby is the first LAPD, like Los Angeles, you know, police officer. Like, yeah, okay. I buy it. You're not telling me that there's some like bum fuck orc town mm -hmm. in the middle of West Virginia that has an orc sheriff. No. Yeah. No, because they would not allow him to be sheriff. No, in no, no, West but Virginia. it was like, but, but, but it's just a town of orcs because yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody's segregated as fuck. Because I guess yeah. the it's civil some, rights movement never there's, happened. Yeah, there's some mining town in West Virginia that is like almost exclusively orcish because like all the humans and elves moved away years ago. <laughs> so the, the town, elves, the town they, is orcish, orcs but since the so... sheriff, the county. I don't know. Yeah. No. Well, but no, because gerrymandering. To my gun because it's, because gerrymandering. That has nothing to do with, with it. It has nothing to do with the sheriff, though. Ah. But it, you probably do have, like, you know, in in two thousand, like, uh, in two thousand ten, like, probably the city of Dearborn, Michigan, like, elected, <laughs> you know, like an orcish representative to the state legislature or something. Like, just by the well, way that these things, like, like by well, segregation never ended, though. So. So was there no civil rights movement? Was Apparently. there no Martin Luther King Jr.? Yeah. Was there no orc version of MLK? I don't know. Like, did, yeah, nobody was, explained. Was there? Was there? Yeah. Again, like, there's like a million questions that this movie raises. Like, is elves, so it, elves if, only? No orcs if, allowed. If if the Alamo still happened, like, did did slavery still happen? And if slavery did happen, was it like? Was there still the African slave trade, or were we shipping in slaves from like fucking Mordor? Like, what happened? Where is Mordor? <laughs> yeah, they talk about fighting orcs in Russia. Is is in Russia? I don't know. Where, where are the orcs from? They're from everywhere. <sighs> Everyone's from everywhere. It's fine. They're they're like there are human Mexicans, but it's like they're like orcs are, can't be Mexicans. Orcs are orcs. Are there orc Mexicans? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, none of this. Like, for, <laughs> like, they're trying to say something about racism, but it just, like, confuses the issue it so much. Things. Especially, again, by, like, literally having it be, no, these guys sided with the devil 2,000 years ago. <laughs> and oh, then, Lord. like, Jacoby says something about, like, oh, well, you know, we picked wrong in that fight 2,000 years ago. But. And we deserve <laughs> to have this happen. And it's like, like what? why? But then... The prophecy. The prophecy. So apparently something that gets mentioned like 
in the final act of the, of the film. <laughs> it's like, if there's like 30 there minutes was, left in the movie. And now, they're like, oh, by the way, I, guys, a prophecy. I, I will I will mention that in the beginning, there are there's graffiti that talks about it. But it's never mentioned in yeah. the film precisely. Apparently, there was one lone orc, unblooded, that united the nine other races to fight off the Dark Lord. And this orc messiah was named something and died and came back into life. Yeah. And then Jacoby dies, uh, and, dies and Tika brings him back with the power of the, the wand. And he's floating up and he's got his arms stretched out doing the Jesus thing. Yeah. And I'm like, could you get any more referential? Uh, Which, again, at this point in the movie, I'm thinking, okay, so, because I had totally missed the line mm-hmm. where where Dirty Hobo says that Will Smith is a bright. Yeah. I missed that line. I looked down at my phone for, like, five seconds and missed that subtitle. Because it was in subtitle, yeah. And so, um, and so at this point in the movie, when Jacoby's coming back, I'm like... Well, they had the line about, like, you know, one in a thousand elves is a bright, one in, like, a million humans. Can, like, one in, like, five billion orcs be a bright? Is Jacoby a bright? Will, like, Jacoby save the day and Will Smith realize that he's been an asshole this whole time? And, like, fucking no. No. (laughs) No is the answer. The human gets to be the hero. Oh, my God. Well, no, the Will Smith gets to be the hero. (laughs) I, I, I honestly believe that the first draft of this movie... Had Jacoby as the hero, and then they and cast then Will they Smith. cast Will Smith, and Will Smith was like, "I'm gonna be the fucking wizard." <laughs> like I, I passed up on my chance to be Neo. I'm gonna be Gandalf now, and it's like fucking what? It makes no sense thematically to the story. It feels like it leaves both of their character arcs unfinished. Yeah, because Jacoby. Like, the completion of his character arc is he gets unblooded, but, like, the fucking Orc Messiah was unblooded, so why does that matter? He's already the Orc Messiah. He doesn't need your blood. Like, why does he need to... I don't... So, so they... they Now they have the respect of this Orc Church, and they leave, but uh, Tika is The Orc wounded. Church... Sorry, to go back to something we were talking about earlier, was that the Orc Church is also where they mention the whole, like... I used to be a bus driver out in Miami and we had big parties all the time and everything was fine, you know, and I come here and I throw a big party for all the races and everybody's fine. And, you know, we just had one rule, no guns. And then who brought in the guns? And Will the Smith police. is like, the cops, the, the cops brought in the guns. And so that that's the part where I'm like, I don't think they were directly referencing the club scene that we saw prior, I think it's like this is something that happened a couple of months no, no, ago no, 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 no. that then shut no, everything down. No, 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 down. no, 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 because no. there is a there is a party where we see orcs and humans and all sorts of people hanging out. Yeah, it's yeah. one of the scenes. And Jacoby and Will Smith are in their uniforms and they've got fucking guns. <laughs> and then like the other gang rolls in on there and starts shooting up the place. Do so you think it's that's what that is what they're talking about? Is okay. they're talking about right. them bringing in the guns to that party? Well, you missed the thing about Will Smith being a braid. I missed yeah, yeah, those yeah. two that's events fine. being. No, it's fine. I mean, because I, this movie doesn't make it. Any it sense. took me a second to make that connection too. I'm like, oh, that yeah. scene. That I, was the one yeah. they were talking about. I didn't make that connection either, at least. So, so you're not alone. Okay. But it makes sense now that I think about it. Yeah, that's that's uh, what they're talking about because we have the orc band up on stage. Yeah. Um, the, the, yeah. So the um. So so Tika's wounded after doing all that effort of to bringing someone back to from the dead. Yeah. And she's got black lines coming out of her. Again, it's the end of the fifth element. Yeah. Like, she's and, been completely useless this entire movie, but yeah. they saved the day. I don't know. I'm getting some... What was it? 
what's that movie with the the vampires and the werewolves that's not twilight underworld, underworld. yeah i'm getting underworld i've never seen it so i can't i can't say anything but about that. um but yeah so so they have to go back but we're almost to the end of this fucking yeah, we're almost we're almost at the end so they have to go back to the place that started it all that that squatter's house that has the that tika was hiding in for reasons for reasons because apparently there's a pool there that can heal her or something and so why does the dark lord have a pool well she's she's the, not the dark lord like, yeah no no but, but I, like, I i thought the pool was connected to the dark lord somehow because you see the sister who's like well, the, the original is, elf terrorist lady the elf terrorist is waiting there for her i guess yeah. i don't know why they how they knew that she would come back there but the elf terrorists are waiting for them okay i thought it had something to do with religion and the dark lord but i don't I, know maybe i'm wrong i don't know i thought i thought it was something that she put down there in her in her hideout or maybe it just happened to be there it's i don't never know explained. but every don't time know. every it's time we get a throwaway explained. line we have more questions instead like of one the stupid that, like, trick thing makes something. us like have more questions i don't know if i trust this movie to have throwaway lines to explain things so if we can finish this movie no. we <laughs> we get to the place there's another shootout where not a lot happens except the one of the elf terrorists two of the elf terrorists get killed yeah um one of them gets blown up that was actually pretty cool that's yeah. probably like the only cool thing that happened in this movie but even then it was it was kind of because like it, it's a it's a improvised explosive that's yeah. connected to a cell phone so yeah. like they they put the explosive in the guy or on the guy and then call the cell phone and it yeah. like rings yeah. It's got like a stupid ringtone, and then boom, it explodes. I, I, I like the part where Jacoby was like, "Oh, I gave him the bomb." <laughs> like, like, all right, someone set up us the bomb. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, so so then uh, the elf ringleader shows up, and they have a fight, and she's trying to convince Tika to join her, and together we can rule the galaxy. Yep. And Tika's not having it, but you know, Jacoby and Will Smith are wounded and unable to help. Jacoby shoots her couple times she's still alive jacoby's out of ammunition will smith has nothing to lose picks up the wand and defeats her just because he's the chosen chosen one one. he's the bright will fucking smith yeah and uh yeah then the feds show up and they wrap up the movie and the the so the they get a medal but one more thing that annoys me okay is like the the building is burning down, and Jacoby makes it out. Oh, yeah. But oh, then, yeah. like, he has to go Will, run no, back Will in Smith for Will Smith. Will Smith doesn't come with him, and Jacoby's like, I gotta go back in, and then goes in, and then comes back out. It's, like, all in the course of 30 seconds. Again, could not hold that tension even less. some dumb joke about, like, we should have been firefighters, and it's just, I can't. Yeah. But anyway, so then, like, they're in the hospital, and, you know, you can tell, you know, it's, they're clearly on some sort of lockdown, and they're being investigated, and blah blah blah. And Jacoby just kind of te- retells the entire plot of the story as if we did not see it. Yeah. To the and feds, he does a worse job of it than we just. Yeah. Did. Yeah. And then the feds, who had not asked a single question, are just standing there watching him. And then Will Smith tells the version of the story that's going in the books, which is we responded to a call and shit got weird. Um, which people, again, people, and that's when they bring up the stupid mythology thing because they're like, "Oh, people, you know, people hanging too close to mythologies long past, and blah blah blah." Division of federal law enforcement that is dedicated to tracking down magical terrorists. <laughs> Why does it have to be mythology? Why can't they tell the official version? It makes no sense. I don't know. Maybe it's like uh, they're they're a branch of the CIA, so we don't actually know that. 
that the universe... No, because he used his badge to someone earlier in the movie, and he's like, oh, magic cops. <laughs> look, look, when Pliny the Younger is talking about the Dark Lord arriving, <laughs> like... then you can't call it mythology. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't... It makes no sense. None of that movie made any sense, and now... They're making a sequel. It was greenlit today. Uh, I, I, really? Yes. Really? Really. They've uh, already begun uh, casting, casting orcs. Um, I will say... So, you want to go so, apply to be an orc? Can we, can we be orcs? We can, I, <laughs> I mean, I clearly can't. No. So I, want, I do want to say... There were lady orcs in the movie. <laughs> um, so I do want to say, though, that, that um, Max Landis, who wrote the first one, is not going to be involved in this one. Uh, is it going to be written by Will Smith? Then? No, it will. It is apparently going to be written by the director for this one, um, who is also the guy, like I said, I've said earlier, uh, who wrote Training Day. So this might actually be a good thing. Um, but he also wrote Suicide Squad. So like, who the fuck? Um, but get any guesses as to uh, why Max Landis is not involved in this new uh, in the new, next one? Anyone want to take any guesses? Did he get accused of sexual assault? He did. Oh. Um, <laughs> so I'm not surprised by that. He's a garbage human being. He made, said some really shitty uh, things about women writers a few months back. So, you know, that's hardly a surprise. Yo, so John Landis, really Ooh. awesome director. Apparently his son is a piece of human garbage. So I'm sorry, John Landis. I know you're dead, but American Werewolf in London is still really good. You can just pretend that that's your son. That is your child now. <laughs> So anyway. No, see, I, I, I did not realize that it was... I, I actually, when I saw this, I didn't pay attention to the credits. I thought that this was a Will Smith written thing. No. no. And so it's like, oh, Jaden's really into the Shadowrun thing. I want to make it real. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It's it's the so, guy It's the guy who wrote uh, American Ultra and... Um, what was that other... That, that Victor Frankenstein movie with Daniel Radcliffe? He wrote that one. Uh, so things, things that would have greatly improved in this movie, and we've touched on a few of them... But one of my things that, like, I feel like would have really great, greatly improved this movie is don't make it about fucking magic. Like, you already have this conceit about, like, orcs are the new African-Americans yeah. and, like, you know, magic is real and whatever. But, like, why not just make it, like, a bunch of elven cocaine or, dealers? Or you could totally. Or, like, magical, like, they, they had to confiscate all of these magical items that ended yeah. up on the black market. Yeah, you could totally or, make it about know. magic, and that would be fine. Like, oh, we have to stop this, like, magical artifact from getting into the wrong hands. Like There's that a huge governmental conspiracy yeah. to flood the orc uh, neighborhoods with magic pipe weed Something. cocaine. Like, it's just, like, literally, like, you couldn't Anything pay except for the end of the world. Any, any other fucking anything, plot point, anything and this would that have been is not, fine. yeah, anything that is not, they're gonna bring yeah. Sauron back, would work so much better and for you a movie still, of this scale. You could still have the the crooked cops, the mm -hmm. crooked cops, cro crooked cops could be all like, you know how much money you could get for this brick of pipeweed cocaine? <laughs> you could get like three million dollars. Somebody could retire someplace real nice, like you know. Rivendell or something like, but, like it's just that's uh, it literally could have been just like any other that's fucking another plot. thing they could have done don't set it in earth 
don't have it be Los Angeles. Or if you if are, you, you just don't like that can still be fine. No, no, it, it can't be fine because the 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 his, the timeline doesn't you know, work. You know no, no, what no. could have made it fine? You know what could have made it fine? If they made literally zero references to anything happening historical. Like if they did that, if they did the Shadowrun thing where it's Whereas, like, like twenty years ago, back, yeah. like twenty years ago, all of a sudden there are elves and orcs and shit. Yeah. yeah. Or you know, wh- how about this? Uh, Middle Earth, they're now able to write new things. Middle Earth set 2,000 years in the future. Yeah. yeah. Have it be, like, same technology as us now, but it's middle fucking Earth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, you know, I, I like, one, one thought that I had, I don't know, but, like, maybe they all came during World War One or something, but, like, that idea yeah. of, like, you know, it could be... Within the last century. Within the last century. Mm-hmm. Like, it has to be within the last century. So that we can plot out and determine the timeline, yeah. the divergence, the point of divergence. Or Here, again, there is no point of divergence. There's always been elks and orbs and shit. It's just back in Roman times, the end of the world almost happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, or, or you know, if you're gonna again, if you're going to do it, where it's like they've always been here, this is just like an alternate Earth, where like still like America showed up and everything, like just basically make the entire history the same. It's just that like where humans like migrated, there were also elves, there were also dwarves, and so it's like you have Russian dwarves, mm-hmm. you know, you have. You have uh, French elves, like whoever, like whatever. The nationality and like history and race are not the same thing. So that like when you can say, oh, uh, so again, lines that get thrown in there, like Mexicans still get shit about the Alamo. Don't be like, wait, there was still an Alamo. Was this just human Mexicans or were they like dwarfish Mexicans that were also there? Like, I don't, what does that look like? Is it Helm's Deep with Mexicans? <laughs> like, it's like Pancho Villa at Helm's Deep. Like, what's happening? No, you, you're not Pancho Villa. I know Pancho Villa, yeah. but you, you know what I mean. Yeah, um, Santa Ana. So, Santa Ana. Thank yeah. you. Like, what is what is actually happening in the? Was Pancho Villa an orc yeah. fighting for the underclasses? Well, yeah. Like, what is what is anything? <laughs> if you're going, because again, if you're going to do it, just like just the history of the world. Who cares? This isn't I a care. story. No, but no, 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 no. But what I'm saying is like. In terms of, like, the story, no one should care about the history of the world within that story. It shouldn't be... If you're going to tell a cop drama, tell a fucking cop drama. Yeah. If you're going to do a procedural, do a procedural. Procedural. If you're going to do a historical, do a historical, but you gotta pick one. So... That's the thing that drives me kind of nuts about this whole thing. And there are other directors that do the whole, like, you know, genre-bending sort of things, like... um, Edgar Wright is a great example Mm. of this, you know, and you think about all of like Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, like these are movies that play with genre and subverting genre stereotypes and, you know, interest really, really well. This movie, like it couldn't fucking decide. Like you don't need to know about the history of whatever in training day yeah, <laughs> and take that same kind of idea and apply it to this movie, you know, is what we're trying to get. I don't know. I think I would still have problems with it like that. I would still be thinking about these yeah, things. Yeah, possibly, but I don't think I would be. Yeah, maybe. Because like my, my point is that like, well, you're the one that fucking brought up the, the, <laughs> the, 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 up the, the Alamo. Alamo. <laughs> I yeah. wouldn't have even thought about it. <laughs> now I want to know. <laughs> And now you're giving me this timeline of 2,000 years 2, ago. 2,000 years ago. Why do people care about what happened 2,000 years ago? Like, to this extent. Classical Where, majors think about what happened 2,000 uh, yeah, years yeah. ago. But they don't Not random people on, on the, the street. street. Yeah, they don't <laughs> give a shit. 
And so, like, I don't know if he was trying to make, like, a point about, you know, because something that does matter that happened 200 yeah. years ago is slavery. And we're yeah. still feeling the effects of and, slavery. And in that sense, it would totally have made sense. If you put it within the history but, but, okay, of the United here's States what I'm trying to, Nick, Nick <laughs> here's what I'm trying to say, which is that I wonder if because Landis is a shitty human being, if he was trying to say something about, like, how people... People care too much about things that happened 200 know. years ago. You know, oh, do, like, you know what I mean? But it's like, their I fault. feel like he, I don't know. because this, it, the conceit of orcs being yeah. underprivileged and the underrepresented group of America gets so convoluted. And he's, and in some ways, like, they make very blatant references to what they're trying to mm -hmm. say. Like, when they pass by the orc being beat by the human yeah. police officers. Fairy lives and, don't matter today. Yeah, fairy lives don't matter today. The um, Will Smith is like, well, are you a cop first or an orc first? And I need to hear you say that I'm a cop first. Like, all of this shit, it's very, very blatant. So then when you throw in things and ideas about, like, why do people care about things that happened yeah. 2,000 years ago, it makes me wonder a lot about this particular screenwriter and is like yeah. are they trying to say something because that's a shitty thing to say because we are still grappling yeah. with the effects of slavery I, from 200 years ago well i think that i don't know i give think him more credit i guess I'm maybe i'm trying to maybe give I'm, him some but i i'm but what i my problem with it is like the they literally say that this is the orc's fault like the the main orc character is like, well, we deserve some of this because we did pick the wrong side. I'm like, no, you fucking didn't. Oh my god! If you're, you're going to turn, no, but if you're going to like, even if they did within the universe of the story, the story is still existing in our universe as a way of saying like something about race. And by putting that thing in there, what you're saying about race becomes something terribly racist. <laughs> terrifying it's like it is a absolutely like horrifying like oh and they, well they deserve to be enslaved yeah. like kind of neo-nazi kkk rhetoric and that's like the the problem one of the main problems of this movie is they put up these really blatant references to the orcs being supposed to be seen as black americans but then they throw in shit like that and it's like how much, like, do we take, like, I can only assume as the viewer that I'm supposed to take all of these things as the screenwriter's worldview. And his worldview sucks, yeah. if that's the truth. But, like, was he like, you got to pick and choose? Or, like, I'm not trying to say these things about race, but I'm trying to say these things. But he has no fucking consistent point of view. So the only thing you can do is assume that everything he says is the truth Everything that he's putting out there is what he believes, and everything is supposed to be taken as equal value. Yeah, I don't, I don't you know? know, I don't so know. So that's that's kind of my problem, and that's where Which, I was getting at. Where like, is he trying to say something about slavery? Does, and is there is there like an you author's, know people getting over it? Is there like an author's mouthpiece, like a character that would be I, the author's I spokesperson? Don't, I don't know because it's like from from scene to scene as i kind of mentioned earlier like all of these things are kind of like like brought up and like thrown away like I, if anything i would think will smith would probably mm. be the author's mouthpiece and he does say things like 
well, no group of people are like better or worse. They're just different, which sounds an awful lot like separate but equal. Yeah, to me. it does. But it's like it? he's trying to be like, oh, well, like orcs are like this. Like, like there's a lot of like women be shopping kind of like observations in this movie. Orcs or- drive orc- like this. Yeah, there's orcs drive like this, and humans drive, drive like, like this. this. Yeah, and. and even if like the intention I, cause I feel like I want to believe the intention is actually good saying things about like, Oh, we, we can't always like saying things like, yeah, ju- like judge people by where they come from or who they are. But like or that all cops are bastards. That all, and... Yeah. But it's, <laughs> it, it gets so muddled in wanting to be, it's trying to be 10 different movies at the same time. Mm. Yeah. And it's failing and to failing be a single one. All of them. From moment to moment. Um, and actually, it made me think of um, there is a really good cross-up of police procedurals with a fantastical genre, mm. um, which is Alan Moore's comic book series Top Ten, which is basically a police procedural that is set in a city where everyone has superpowers. Um, and there's a little bit of history, like as the series goes on, you find out like this whole city got founded after World War II because it was like, oh, okay, World War II, um, masked superheroes like came around, like just like in real life where the, you know the golden age of comic books coincided with World War II. Well, instead of being comic book characters, they were real people who actually showed up with all mm. these amazing powers. And so then they're like, after the war, well, where's there a place for us? Like, so they build their own city and they all kind of conglomerate there. And so you have like space aliens, Norse gods, like super intelligent robots. Mm. Everyone has some sort of power and they all live in the same place. But the focus on this is like, okay, these are the people of the 10th precinct. They solve crimes in this city with this conceit. And it works really, really well because it is... Okay, it is made up as a police procedural first, and then, like, the underlying secondary thing is, like, it's a parody of superhero comics. So it's, like, there are funny little gags and, like, references that are in there, but the main focus is, like, okay, but these characters are taking the threat seriously because to them it is serious. Even though, okay, here's this storyline about, like, making fun of um, major comic book crossovers where... The uh, the exterminator that goes to this guy's apartment has to deal with this major crisis level event where all these rats from multiple dimensions are coinciding on this one guy's apartment. <laughs> so it's like throw things like that are put in there to be jokes. But then it's like, OK, there's a serial killer on the loose. Like there's a rapist. We have to bring this rapist in. Well, how do we stop the rapist? Because he's a shapeshifter like that kind of stuff what? is like. Okay. Oh, is that, like it, so it's like it's very serious about the story but kind of light in terms of the universe and it fits because it's consistent throughout would this movie have been a little just a tiny monochrome a bit better if it wasn't a movie but a long form tv show i actually had like, that thought with like uh you know case of the week kind of yeah. like blue bloods or whatever the yeah. fuck yeah, yeah. I, I had that and thought. then maybe the like Season through line is, is they're trying to bring back the Dark yeah. Lord. Yeah. There's actually um CSI Mordor. Did anyone yeah. uh, th- this that made actually saying that made me think of 
does anyone remember um i think it started off as a movie and then it became a tv show alien nation uh-uh. i've heard of it but i haven't actually watched it. it it's basically the same sort of thing it's alien like a, a, a um it's kind of like a district nine sort of setup mm-hmm. like a spaceship arrives on earth the people in the spaceship are actually like escaped slaves from another like from this like galaxy-wide empire Mm -hmm. and they wind up on earth and they become second-class citizens and so it's like 10 years later how are they being integrated into society and so the it is a cop procedural i think it is set in los angeles (laughs) where it is a human cop and an alien cop and they're partners and like they have to deal with like human crime and then like oh there's like alien technology loose on the streets so it wasn't like a great show but it like it did that idea way 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 better than bright did because again it was consistent and yeah it takes more time to like so what is the world like now how did the arrival of this alien craft kind of change things so things that would not surprise me is because it's a netflix show or a netflix movie I wonder if it originally started off as a show. I don't know. Maybe. But there's, they, so they, many, they, there's so many characters. It started off as a movie. It, it start, did? Yeah. Okay. Max Landis wrote the script. Netflix bought it for like three to four million dollars. I was reading. What? Yeah. And then the, the entire movie cost like 90 million dollars to make. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, the other crazy thing is like the reason why they did, they decided to do a sequel so soon is because of the fact that like so many people have watched it. But I'm like, well, we're not that doesn't it mean that it good. was good. It doesn't mean that it was good. It means that it was on and we were told that it was terrible. Yeah. Or it was on. We had nothing else and to see, do. And that kind of brings, I'm oh, sorry. You can't really, you know, because usually we equate like with movies, it's box office success. Oh, if it's a really successful box office, then, you know, we're definitely going to have a sequel here. We have we made the money, blah blah blah. And we have we're gonna pay the money to go to exactly. the ticket. Here, we're already paying for Netflix. We just have to spend the time. But there's yeah. no it's you know, like me being willing to pay money immediately for a movie and most you know, people being willing to pay for multiple tickets or whatever that's a very different correlation than how many views something got on netflix would you would you go to a movie theater and pay you know 19 uh, 15 dollars to go see this movie oh fuck no okay okay so i wanted to see it like i said at the beginning i was really excited to see this when it first came out but i was excited to see it because it looked like it was going to be like goofy like like um schlocky trash mm-hmm. which i enjoy i do not go to the movie theater to pay money to see goofy schlocky trash i wait for it to come out on netflix so that the only thing i have to do is like devote an hour and a half to two hours of time to like in sitting down and being like man that was stupid and then moving on with my life and speaking of going to the movie theater <laughs> okay, are we are we are we finishing talking about bright i think we're done i think we're done with so bright. like just i'm I really wanted this to be fun, and it wasn't fun. It was a drudge to get through. Bright? Yeah. yeah. I was laughing. I had a see, great time with my grandma laughing to. our asses off at how bad this was. I See, I, there would be moments where I would, like, it wasn't so much laughing for me, it was screaming. <laughs> it was so uncomfortable. It was, I was so angry at parts of this movie, or like, when the prophecy showed up, I'm like, what the fuck prophecy are you talking about? Like, why is that in here now? And then like, we both missed the line about Will Smith being the bright, and so like, it got to the end, I'm like, why is he the bright? 
why isn't it Jacoby? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, for the character arc, no. none of it made sense. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was a shitty movie. It wasn't a fun, shitty movie. I'm probably going to watch the sequel just because I have to know. Yeah. I have to know if the sequel is going to be as bad. Um, and and like I said, the only reason I was laughing and my grandma was laughing was because of the same reasons that you were yelling. It's mm-hmm. just that we expressed that differently, I yeah. guess. Yeah. It's not the kind of movie that we could would probably watch again, yeah. ever. Not even for no, a second. We, yeah. we said that, too, when yeah. we finished it. And, like, that was, like, that was just awful. Yeah. Like, it was just bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was not bad uh-huh. was what we went to go see in theaters. Which was the new Wh- Star Wars movie. Which was movie. the new Star Wars movie. Um, We're like the last people on Earth who saw I know. this. I, like, so I, I, I saved this till the end because I didn't want to spoil it for well, anyone. we still it, have more stuff to talk about. Oh, I got video games to talk about still. Oh, okay. Well, why, so, don't we, okay, why don't we talk about... If you want to hear about video games but don't want to see this, if you've lived under a rock and haven't gone to see the Star Wars movie, then skip to insert time yeah. here. Well, I'm just going to point out that we are now... Passing the minute, oh, the hour and a half. Mark. Yeah, but we also had an extra week with which to observe things. That's so true. I think the I think the viewers, the listeners, well, deserve an we, extra hour of content. Why don't we just put everything? Um, like, why don't you talk about the games that you played, and we'll talk about Star Wars at the end, oh, and that way okay. people don't have to skip through to the to the end. Okay. All right. All right. So we've had three weeks, and I've played a lot of fucking video games. Um, let's let's see. The okay. So a couple of episodes back, I was talking about how. There are no good real games that discuss, like, ancient history outside of things like Rome or Greece or occasionally Egypt, right? Yeah. Like, we talked about, we talked about the, um, briefly the new, um, Assassin's Creed game and how it's set in Egypt, but it's set in Ptolemaic Egypt. Now, I was wrongly, I was wrong, I will admit, I was wrong in, uh, talking about it as a... Uh, kind of Ten Commandments style of Egypt. Apparently it is actually pretty decent with the diversity of the cultures that would have been available in Egypt at the time. But nonetheless, it's still within, like, the Greco part of Egypt. However, I recently played through a game from start to finish that deals with Egypt before the Old Dynasty. So before Old Egypt. It's called Pre-Dynastic Egypt. And it is a strategy game, and my god... It is everything I had hoped that it could be. Um, it discusses the the founding of civilization, pre-civilization even, uh, in in a place called Nekhen, which is in kind of southern Egypt, like upper Egypt, uh, which was kind of the oldest site of the cult of Horus. And it, the, the gameplay is largely, um, you have a map of the region of Nekhen, and you have these workers that you move around and to work these tiles and you collect food and resources and such like that and build up the city and and it's it's largely kind of a strategy game like that um there's there's some fighting stuff to it but it's largely abstracted it's mostly about the building of the civilization and it it does a really good job of teaching as well as have being a fun game so if if you're you know if if you are interested in egyptian history or you know someone or you're a teacher that is teaching egyptian history um, you know, this might be a good game to recommend to people. Uh, it, it is apparently the first in what's going to be a series. There's a new game that's going to come out called Old, uh, Old Kingdom Egypt, um, which is by the same people. It's going to be a similar game, but research the same. There's a lot of stuff about, um, a lot of stuff I, I honestly didn't know about the origins of Egypt and its Egyptian culture. Um, but it's, it's really good. Like, I, I cannot <laughs> stress enough. 
uh, how it goes into things that never get talked about. Mm-hmm. Like, like, have you heard of the city of Neken before this point? Uh, no, no, but it, no one has. Yeah, uh, it's the city that was kind of the that unified Egypt before Memphis was built. It's like that so it's old. Like the Scorpion King's Yeah, capital? the Scorpion uh, King's capital. Okay. The Scorpion King comes into this. He okay, was an actual person. Cool. Yeah. No, I know he was. Yeah. yeah, he's like one of the, like, he's an event that happens later on in, the, in like, near the end of the game. He looked like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to build his temple in time, otherwise you get a negative to your score. Um, but, but no, and it, it's really good. The art is amazing. Like, all the little people working, they look like the, the stone, uh, carvings of, of people on, on the hieroglyphs. Oh, cool. Um, that's pretty cool. It's, it's a really cool art style, too. And it's really... Yeah. Uh, so that's that's a game I played, like, right after we recorded our last episode. And I was really super excited to talk about it last week. But... It was not meant to be. Um, another game is a game that I think you got as well, called uh, Innsmouth... Uh, in the Innsmouth Chronicles? Yes, I have not had a chance to play that yet. I, I will probably play it tomorrow, because... Uh, yeah, can't. you can't. Um, but uh, but no, that I I was playing a little bit of as well. It is a kind of a it's it's kind of like um, it's a point and click. It's a point like and click Lucas Arts style adventure monkey, game. Monkey Monkey Island. It's very much drawing from the Monkey Island style of humor as oh, well. Oh really? It, I wasn't expecting it to be funny. It, I'm it looking is, forward to that. It has got some jokes. Yay, uh, jokes. And uh, yeah, so it's got all it's got it's got that kind of humor to it. Um, the art style is a little simple, but it's effective. And uh, I haven't finished it myself, but I did play through about, I think about half of it. I, if I'm, unless they throw me for a loop and there's a whole other part of the game I wasn't expecting. But in any case, that's a game that I played too. Um, I also got the Banner Saga. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend gift made that for the holidays. And Have you guys played the Banner Saga? I haven't. I have it, but I, I've never actually booted it up. Uh, that's... I think I got it in like a humble bundle or something. Yeah, that I mean, talk. When was that? When did that come out? Uh, not that long ago. Like maybe like five years ago at most. Okay, yeah, because there's a sequel too. Yeah, yeah, there's a Banner Saga too. But um, it it too it goes. It's a good game as well. I I wouldn't be recommending it if it wasn't a good game. Although I might. Uh, but it kind of it um, if you're not familiar with the Banner Saga, Banner Saga. It's kind of pseudo-Norse culture mythology thing, but not only are there humans, but there's also giants called Varls, and they live in the same world, and they fought together against these kind of mechanoid invaders from another world. And now you know, they, they succeeded in fighting them off for now, but now the sun has stopped. And I hate when that happens. nobody knows why the sun will not move from its point in the sky. And then they send Cillian Murphy out in space, and the movie's pretty good for a while, but then it just turns into a slasher film in the last third. And oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> and and it's it's a tactical kind of game. It's it's where you fight a battle and you move the troops around and, and fight them that way. The the battles themselves can get a little tedious, I thought. Um but the the actual story of it, the the storyline of it, because it's a, it's a, it's an RPG, it's got a story to it. Yeah. That is what I find fascinating. Um, so those those are the kind of games I've played. Uh, we we could I was I was also considering talking about um, Call of Cthulhu that we might be playing ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, in but we'll talk about that maybe next time after we actually play it. Okay. That sounds good. Um, also before before um, Star Wars. 
Okay. Uh, I also wanted to mention another movie that hasn't come out yet. Okay. That you might not have seen, heard of. The trailer for the new Slenderman movie. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Have you guys? Did you guys watch no, that? No, I haven't seen the trailer for that. Okay. Yet. Is this from the? Is this the same people who did the um, Marble Hornets? Because now no. Marble Hornets is also coming back. I no, and the, no, uh, it might not be. Okay. So. I think the best quote, the only thing that I've seen about it, um, but it's kind of amazing, is I, somebody somebody titled their review of the trailer as, um. What, what was the name of the movie again? Sorry. I think it's just The Slender Man. The I'm... Slender Man throws a creepy pasta at the wall and sees what sticks. <laughs> like, I think it was the AV Club, and I'm like, that's great. That's yeah. pretty good. Slenderman. So, so the the only thing, because the, the trailer doesn't tell us anything, really. It's just a kind of a non-trailer that shows a bunch of creepy images. Yeah. And, it's a Slender Man movie. Uh, but... <laughs> The the little bit at the bottom underneath it said it's like in Massachusetts, a small town in Massachusetts, four schoolgirls decide to create do a ritual to prove that the Slender Man does not exist. <laughs> what? Yes. <laughs> They're gonna prove that it doesn't exist by performing this ritual. Okay. And and then it exists and okay. starts killing them. Or they start killing and then each other. John was the zombies. <laughs> It is probably going to be terrible, knowing knowing how these types of films end up being. It's probably going to be a piece of especially, shit. Especially you you've got a honestly really terrifying Slenderman story, which is about those two girls that did try to prove okay, that the Slenderman so existed. That movie exists. I know that movie exists, and it's not good. Oh, it's not. No, oh, okay. it it's it basically it kind of. I thought it, it, there was, did a documentary. It, about yeah, it. the documentary is not good. But the documentary. Oh, the documentary kind of its story, its message is that. Um, the internet kids should not be allowed to see on the internet. Oh, that's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. See, because that would actually, if you were to do like the internet caused these girls to do this killing. I don't if, know if you were to do like an exorcist style, like based on a true story, but then like change all of the actual facts and just yeah. like throw in more supernatural stuff. It would actually be like a really good. No, movie. I think honestly, it's it's still too soon to have something like that for this tragedy. Possibly, but um, like. Yeah, because I guess The Exorcist, The Exorcist was like fifteen or twenty years on when yeah. they actually made the movie. Yeah, no, this 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 is still something that is too fresh. Yeah, but um, I'm saying if you're gonna do like a, a Slenderman movie and you're doing a Slenderman movie with little girls, it's like just just fucking go whole hog. We know what you're going yeah. for. But the um, but the thing that you mentioned about Marble Hornets yeah. coming back, I don't think it's actually coming back. Oh, okay. Um, I I I don't want to. So what happened? Marble Hornets the the um the creator of Marvel Hornets, Troy Wagner, one of the creators, uh, posted a picture of a mask in a forest with the word 2018 under it. But it wasn't a picture; it was a drawing. Yeah. And what people are kind of sort of thinking of it is it might be a graphic novel that's coming out based on like that setting. Okay. I do not want it to be a continuation of Marvel Hornets. Have you you have not finished Marvel Hornets? Ne- yeah, I never okay. finished it. You need to finish Marvel Hornets and you can understand why there can't be a continuation of Marvel Hornets. It yeah. cannot it needs to end and stop there. But it, it I, I don't know. It it's just if it's a kind of a reexamination of some of the events that happened from a different perspective but in the form of not a film yeah. Then that might be interesting, like a graphic novel or a story yeah. or or some kind of comic book or something like that. Yeah. That might be interesting. But if it's just we're going to continue telling the Marvel Hornet story, it's like you you can't do that. If you if you watch the end of it, you understand why that's not possible. Uh um so I I think and especially now that Thack no longer exists. Yeah. It it's it's like 
you took two thirds of the creative minds behind this out and you're just left with the one person it's it's the george lucas thing yeah it's it's gonna be a george lucas thing and i don't want troy to be remembered for trying to milk his his cow for all it's worth until it's dead we're speaking (laughs) of george lucas things and milking cows all right so let's now that we've got that segue down tell us about what we saw all right um okay so we're, we're going into spoiler territory now yes Yes, except for the webcomic of the week at the end, but that's okay. You can skip to the last five seconds for that. Okay. All right, guys. So from here on out, if if you are the last person on the planet who have not seen The Last Jedi, because I thought Elise and I were, but if you still haven't seen it and you're listening to this, uh, skip we're to sorry. the end. Yeah, we're sorry. We are going to be spoiling The Last Jedi from here on out. So you have <coughs> been warned. All right. Uh, so Last Jedi, what were, what did you think of it, Alex? I thought it was pretty great. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I did. I did. And I know that there's been a lot of division, I guess. Yeah. I've been hearing that and I have no idea why I, I had been. Oh, Elise has ideas. Elise has ideas. Elise has lots of ideas about why people don't like the Last Jedi. Well, I haven't. Okay. I have not. I have been purposefully avoiding everything that I could about the Last Jedi. Same. Um, until I saw it. Until I, yeah. But I, I still haven't, like, I, I just, we just saw it last night. Mm-hmm. So um, I haven't had the chance to kind of catch up. Do you know, like, Elise has theories on why some of this is happening. Do you know, like, what people who are detracting from the movie are saying yeah. about it? So basically, they're detracting from the movie for the reasons I love it. Okay. Uh, or at least some people are, the people I've talked about. Maybe it's other reasons as well. But basically... If you've seen the film, you know, it kind of sets up things and then goes about of its way to subvert them. Yes. It makes it look like it's going to be a kind of a repeat of the of Empire. It, it and kind of is. It kind of is, but then in major ways, it isn't. Yeah. And it's very thorough about that. The people that seem, that at least the ones I've talked to in person and seen on the internet, seem to feel that that's kind of a a betrayal of the what a Star Wars movie is, which makes what is a Star Wars movie, uh, and B, taking that film and basically the, their beef is with the director, taking it a different direction than what J.J. Abrams had hoped for. Which is fine with me, because I think Ryan Johnson is the better director than J.J. Abrams. Oh, like, hell between yeah. the two of them. Yeah. Um, so, so basically, there, uh, one person I know, for example, said, and then Luke, uh, he, she holds out her, her lightsaber to Luke in the end of the first film, and we're thinking, okay, what is J.J. going to do with it? And then at the beginning of this film, he takes the lightsaber and throws it over his shoulder. It's like, that's amazing! I, that's, that's, yeah, no, I love that. That's yeah. like, you, you want to take that, that expectation and subvert the shit out of it? Yeah, that's a good way to start. But but then basically, you know, they're like, oh, no, that was not what he meant for it to do. Yeah. It, it would be a really boring movie, I think, if it's yeah. exactly what we expected it was going to be. So, okay, here's here's my theory. And some of this has actually been confirmed by some of the articles that I've read online about why people don't like The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. And because um, one of the things that you'll notice <laughs> throughout the film Poe Dameron is having a really hard time taking orders from the women in his life. Mm. Like he can't listen to General Organa. He can't listen to the Admiral that then replaces her when uh, Leia is, you know, in intensive care. Um, And he has to learn a big lesson about, you know, kind of understanding his place, learning to kind of manage his own toxic masculinity tendencies and being basically a better person that, you know, fucking listens to female authority figures. 
And and so there's several there's several options. There's one at the beginning where he does his dumb plan and it works, and then Leia slaps him and is like, "Don't do that again." No, but it doesn't work. Like that's the that's the thing is that the the dumb plan at the beginning of the movie. Yes, he manages to destroy the ship. But it's also what causes all of the rest of the problems throughout yeah. the entire rest of the film is that they lost all of their bombers and almost all of their fighters in this one dumb attack. So then when they get attacked to, yeah. again, they can't do anything to take about it. To take out one dreadnought out of ex- what it presumably is more. And yeah. he's explicitly told by Leia, don't do this. It's not worth it. And he's like, fuck that. What are you going to tell me what to do with your vagina? And then just does it anyway. And so so then that's how we start off the movie. You know, and we're kind of like, you know, I think you can kind of make the case of like, oh, but, you know, they successfully took out the dreadnought. But then, as Nick pointed out, they lose so much in that process, which is another thing that Leia points out. It's a fear of victory. Is like, hey, you know, yeah, but like, look at all of this other shit that happened. And then, so then, when she goes into intensive care, she's then replaced by um, this admiral who's also a Laura woman, Dern. who's played by Laura Dern. I can't who's remember her amazing. name. I, anyway. That's probably the terrible of me, but I can't remember her name. I just think of her as the purple-haired lady. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, she's... purple-haired adm- admiral lady. Admiral lady, yeah. Um, Diane. Diane. <laughs> but she goes, you know, she, she has an amazing plan. She has a great plan. And, you know, and they're always kind of, like, setting her up, like, can she be trusted? You know, is this? And it's like, no, of course she's fucking trusted. She's the fucking admiral. And, you know, and he has to and learn it, a, a bunch of lessons about, like, just fucking listen to her. And he loses his shit on the bridge because he won't, she won't tell him what the plan the is. The plan is. And you know what? He doesn't You're need a, to know. She's an admiral. You just got busted back down to captain. From command. She doesn't have to explain her plans to you. <laughs> and just like, you know, you don't know if you can trust her. She doesn't know if you can trust, if she can trust you him because of the fact that he just lost a shit ton of fighters and he lost all the fucking bombers like how do you know that like he's not gonna blab mouth your amazing plan that hinges on secrecy because we got to get to this secret planet so that way we can take cover and make an announcement to our our allies about where we are she can't trust you to not be a huge asshole and accidentally tell the wrong person this plan. Yeah. Mm. And so instead of fucking listening, he comes up with an even stupider plan that thankfully does not fucking work. And I'm really happy that it doesn't fucking work at the end. And there have been a lot of people that have this like problem because Poe Dameron has to learn a bit, you know, they're like, it just seems really heavy handed and feminist. And it's like, fuck you. Yes, it is. He doesn't even come up with the plan. Like, like yeah. Finn comes up with the yeah, plan. Finn comes up with the plan. And basically as a way to save his ass for desertion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, and yeah, it's, it's. And we get introduced to the, the newest best character of the Rose. film, Rose. Yeah, Rose, Rose, fucking, Rose is amazing. amazing. <laughs> Apparently people also don't like Rose because she's not hot or whatever. What? Oh, and she's adorable. And people Aww. get really, people got really pissed off that like, um, this new director is adding way too many female characters. And I'm like, oh, oh man, there was, God. there was three. It's it's so many. so Too many vaginas in this Star War. Oh, my God. So, God. God. Anyway. But, yeah, that's another reason why, like, there's a huge, like, there, there are some people who don't like it because they feel like it's subverting what they expect from a Star Wars film and whatever. Okay. But then there's also a huge contingent of assholes that have a problem with this because which, it's too feminist and there's too many women. Which I bet you, I would bet money that there are a lot of people 
who hated this movie for subverting Star Wars, who fucking loved Rogue One, when this is the better movie. Yeah. Like, far and away, this is a better movie than Rogue yeah. One. And it does a better job of subverting Star Wars. <laughs> like, because there was a whole lot of stuff when Rogue One was coming out where people were like, oh, this is the first Star Wars movie that actually shows it like a real war. And it's like, no, it doesn't. It shows this as a real war about as much as the Dirty Dozen was an accurate portrayal <laughs> of World War II. This movie is entirely about, like, a desperate, dogged retreat. Like, it's, like, desperately trying to get away from imminent destruction. Yeah. And, like, nothing fucking works out. These stupid heroic plans that people keep coming up don't work as well as this, like, other plan that the... the that, that they've come up with that is like basically we're just going to run away until they're not able to follow us anymore and we'll just make them think that we've they've won like that's more like what war is about where it's like yeah the, the people on the front lines don't always know what's actually mm -hmm. going on and it might look like the commanders are fucking them over when really this is the only rational sort uh, like course of action possibly like okay. it's it, it's like it's like uh, Dunkirk you know what I mean? Like, if, 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 like, all else fails, like, we've got this, like, one desperate thing, and if this doesn't work, like, we're all fucked. Like, that's kind of what that movie was like. And so it was, like, it was much more, like, desperate mm -hmm. i guess and so like even though the characters that the, the ones that died in this movie weren't really characters that had been fleshed out all of their deaths i felt like had more of an emotional impact than any of the characters in rogue one because it's like that movie you were meant to care about the characters and then it just kind of became this like Ocean's Eleven kind of like wacky hijinks that also wanted to be a war movie. I mean, I I, I liked Rogue One. I thought it was a good film at the I, time. I wasn't. I I didn't particularly care for it because I felt like that it tried to go for this like emotional catharsis, and I didn't feel like any of the characters were well enough developed to create that. I also felt like it was a story that didn't need to be told, um, because like. Well, how do they get the Death Star plans at the beginning? It's like, it doesn't matter. Like, they have the Death Star plans at the beginning of the movie. That's the inciting incident of the story. We don't need to know how the inciting... Like, if you're going to do that, like, from beginning... Like, beginning of the story to beginning of the story to beginning of the story, like, you know, there, there's got to be a point where you just have to say, okay, this is the start. And the things that happened before it you know, past this prologue and all that, but this is what we're focusing on for a story. I mean, the other, the other big problem with, like, Rogue, it's trying to be Titanic in the way that, like, you know the ship's gonna sink at the end, but, like, you gotta be invested with it anyway. Like, we already knew from the first Star Wars that came back in the Star Wars. I'm yep. saying it ironically. And, <laughs> now you're just, you can't stop saying it. I can't it stop now. saying it ironically. So anyway, but, like, in A New Hope, you know, we know that that was a suicide mission. Yeah. You know, they they have some like throwaway line about like everybody died. So it's like they mentioned that in you know, and they and you can do Jedi. it. You can do it's it the Titanic Jedi, way. Yeah. You can do it the Titanic way, and you know, have characters that are super well fleshed out, and you have an emotional response at the end, mm -hmm. even though you know the ship's going to sink. Yeah. But you just we like I agree with Nick. We never just we never quite got there. I, and it was I an mean, enjoyable movie. 
there were explosions, there were some quips, whatever, yada yada. Yeah. But it it never got to that place that they wanted it to get to with the emotional Where, thirst. Whereas every nameless fighter pilot that dies in the first the Last Jedi, ten minutes. Well, not even in the first, not even in the first ten minutes, but like throughout the movie, it, like especially um, the part that like really got me was the um, was like the. Uh, the scene where there are that like almost like almost exactly mirrors the Hoth battle from empire, which is at the end, of, like the thing that they put at the end instead of at the beginning mm. where On the salt planet. Yeah. The salt planet. <laughs> that was so that like the visuals in that scene just mm-hmm. were incredible. Um, but the, um, the vistas, uh, no, but the, the scene where they're in those like old, like rusted up, beat up skimmers. It's like, these are things that are 30 years old set yeah. up by the rebellion. Yeah. It's like, we did not expect that they would be still around yeah. here, but they were they... Cor- spending the last 30 years corroding on a planet yeah. made out of salt. It'd be, it'd be like if in like Korea, they pulled out world war one era tanks yeah. and it's like, this is all we got to fight. <laughs> but like that that scene to me like the death of every nameless fighter pilot in that scene was like way more emotionally resonant than the named main characters in Rogue One dying because it was like shit these are the last people that are left yeah. like like and it is a much smaller scale yeah. than than even like than even Rogue One was yeah or, or yeah anything that happened thirty years ago yeah. like this you, you can see the um the entire rebellion at the end there it can in that building no the (laughs) at the end of the film the entire resistance fits on the millennium falcon yeah Yeah. in the millennium falcon you have the entirety of the resistance and even the antagonists are smaller like you would think that they would send every ship available but no there's like three ships following Mm. them one of them has snoke on it uh, we, we can get into the, the B and C plots, uh, after a while, but this is kind of the A plot, the main fighting yeah, is going yeah. on. Um, yeah, but okay. So, so this is like, that's to me is why this movie was so good mm-hmm. is like, you really feel the desperation of like, this is the end. Like this cannot, cause like, again, there's no, there's no real tension in rogue mm-hmm. one. Cause it's like, well, you know, they complete their mission, even if they all die, like, yeah. you know, it all works out in the end for the rebellion but this movie it's like shit like everyone is dying mm-hmm. like literally anyone at this point can die because they kill off the main bad guy halfway through this movie yeah so getting on to the b plot which is yeah. ray and uh finn's ab no not finn's abs uh, <laughs> kylo ren's, Ky- abs. Kylo ren's kylo abs. abs Finn, i'm sure has decent abs yeah. too but i don't think we see them in this movie oh for, my God. for a start for a, you can know i, I heard I... I heard he had an eight pack <laughs> and it turns out to be true <laughs> So, so something that I just really want to very quickly pick point out is that um, Adam Driver one used to be a Marine, yeah, and two used to be on Girls, yeah, um, where he played a terrible character because all those characters are terrible on Girls, but it's so weird that it's like he. He was a whiny baby hipster in Girls. And now and he's now a whiny, whiny baby, baby hipster, hipster in, in Star space. Wars. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just... <laughs> like, he has one mode. <laughs> Adam Driver has one mode. Take that stupid helmet off. Yeah. And uh... he does. Like, take down your man bun. <laughs> take off your helmet. It's... It is kind of a anyway, stupid helmet. I'm oh glad that that God. got destroyed in this movie. <laughs> I love when Ray is like, can you put out a towel? And I'm like, I second that, Ray. Can you <laughs> towel? 
towel? Like I a don't shirt know. something? Shirt. Yes. Yeah. His his proportions are troubling. I don't know what it is. He's like too broad. Yeah. And his arms are too skinny. He's got, he's got the uh the Captain America thing going with Yeah, yeah, he looks like he's drawn by Josh Lyle or by uh, by by uh, Liefeld. By Liefeld. Um uh Rob Liefeld. Yeah. Uh. He looks like he's drawn by Rob Liefeld. His chest no, is no. huge his, and his pecs are like his arms are short. His outfit doesn't have nearly enough p- uh, pouches for that. Well, that'll be the next one. <laughs> so so anyway, Kylo Ren making googly eyes at Rey. So Rey is on. We may or may not be in love with at the end of that movie. Rey anyway. is in Scotland with yeah. uh, with Skywalker, yeah. and um, Skywalker does what all good Jedi do when they fuck up, and that's go hide. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a long and proud tradition of the Jedi Order. <laughs> which which is something another person got on, on my case about. It's like, no, oh, Skywalker would have been up for the fight. He would have gone. It's like, no, that's what Kenobi did. That's what Yoda did. That's what all Jedi Masters do when they fuck up. They go off into exile and they hide. And they don't deal with their problems well. Uh, so, so, yeah, so he refuses to train her, except for when he does, kind of. Uh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, she's getting visions of Kylo Ren on the ship, and he's half naked. Yeah. Um, and apparently, neither one of them are doing that. And they're setting this up. It's like, oh, is there some kind of Luke Leia connection for that? Is it yeah. like, are they brother and sister? What's about Ray's parents? Because she's been going on about her parents this whole time. Mm-hmm. And then they did the. Th- then eventually, she goes off, you know, to go save her friends or whatever, go confront Kylo, and um. And they reveal, you know, the big spoiler about her parentage, which I absolutely, again, adored. It's like, yeah, who yeah, are same. your parents? Nobody. Uh, the fucking nobody. Yeah. <laughs> and to to which uh, the nitpicker that I work with, you know who you are, um, <laughs> pointed out, no, no, they can't be junkers that died in the desert. We see them in the, the first movie. They go off into the ship. They, you, you see Ray's memory of them. Yeah. Wanting the memories, it to be. memories are faulty. Yeah. And even if that's the case, you know, they can still be a nobody yeah. and, yeah. you know, get on a nice ship and fly away. Which brings, which brings up something that Snoke says which is snope snope Snope. Snope. i said snope Snope. stop correcting i'm sorry i can't i can't think of snopes.com and (laughs) snopes grand Admiral snope or grand grand leader oh my god sorry so andy circus Gollum. so snoke okay points out this thing you're sleeping on the couch tonight um continue oh my thank you so Snoke is like, you know, as as the dark rises in you, your uh, Kylo Ren, an equal must arise in the light. And something that they've been talking a lot in this movie is balance and finding that balance between the light and the dark. Whereas in the other times, the Jedi have always been like, no, you have to be purely light and there's no place for the dark side and you can't get anything from the dark side. And but one, th- you know. He says specifically, like, you're equal in the light. And so you've got Kylo Ren, who is, like, the son of legends, the grandson of Darth Vader, (coughs) the son of Leia and Han, the nephew to the legendary Luke Skywalker. Who, in a moment of weakness, almost kills him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. So this is how great Kylo Ren is. Wouldn't it make sense that his opposite but equal... Be a no partner one. would be some nobody from nowhere 
Also, I the, I like that the uh, idea of balance is coming into this because there's always been like in 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 Star Wars there's always been a talk of balance, but a, a balance implies like equals. Yeah, this like, kind of like this kind of Taoist light, yeah light you know, and dark and the dark in the light and the light in the dark and like all of that. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I feel like Star Wars hasn't actually managed to successfully do. Mm-hmm. Um. And the closest that it's ever got to it is is kind of a big rant that I have about how George Lucas doesn't understand Star Wars. But the closest that we ever get to it has been taken away in the DVD and Blu-ray releases of the trilogy because this has been edited. Oh, really? But in the original version of it, when... Which movie? Well, the original version of, it, of Return of the Jedi. Okay. When... Uh, when uh, Luke stops everything and Vader kills the Emperor and like everything's okay, it's like, oh, you were right about me the whole time. I was, I had light in me still the whole time, even though it was Darth Vader. And then Darth Vader dies, and you see the ghost of Anakin Skywalker, and he's a middle-aged man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. I know, I know what you're talking about. This is my whole rant about George Lucas doesn't understand Star Wars, because that implies that Anakin Skywalker. That, that, okay, the Jedi are wrong. The entire premise of the original trilogy and the thing that Return of the Jedi hinges on is that Obi-Wan Kenobi and Yoda are wrong the entire time. Because Obi-Wan says that, uh, when, when Darth, when, when Anakin Skywalker become, became Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker died. Like, there is no more good in him. Uh... And now he has to be killed. That is the entire crux of Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. You have to face Vader and you have to kill him in order for this to be okay. Mm -hmm. And Luke rejects that idea. He says, no, that evil isn't what you are. Evil is what you do. And that one or ten or a hundred evil acts does not make a person evil. Because goodness and light will always still be a part of them and it's a matter of choice. And so when Darth Vader dies and his ghost is a middle-aged person, that is the Anakin Skywalker that still grew up and lived inside of Darth Vader's body. He never actually went away. So when you see Hayden Christensen in the new versions of the movie, that completely fucks up that idea (laughs) that no, actually Luke was wrong and that Anakin Skywalker did in fact die when he became Darth Vader. No, he should be the old guy still because he was Anakin Skywalker inside the entire time. And that's why Luke is able to win at the end is because he's able to reach that part of his father and pull him back out to make the right choice. And so like, that's kind of where I feel like this, this series is going now, this new trilogy, this idea of like, okay, the Jedi need to end. Like Luke understands that the Jedi have fucked up too much. Mm -hmm. And then when Yoda's ghost comes in, which was probably my favorite scene in the movie. And he like, Luke's like, I'm going to burn down the tree. I'm going to get rid of the the Jedi knowledge. He's like, fine, fuck, I'll help. And he like (laughs) brings down the lightning and he's like, cause cause Luke can't follow through on a thing. Yeah. 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 He's like, here you go. (laughs) He's like, and he says the line about, there's nothing in those books that Ray could actually learn. Page turners. hmm? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Have you read them? I like that idea that like, this is something that maybe Yoda always understood. Mm Mm-hmm. And that he just couldn't actually say it, perhaps, or maybe it's something that he's learned in Since the last being, like, being part of the force for the last mm-hmm. thirty years. Yeah. That like, okay, 
the the force isn't a duality the force is a singularity with two mm-hmm. sides and that's you know if you want to acknowledge that the prequels exist that was the big problem with what was going on with the jedis at the time yeah is like they were trying to be the good guys yeah but if you're going to be the good guys that means that there have to there be is the inevitably guys. going to be you know the bad guys that show up and whereas in this if you can have these two powerful people having both parts in themselves yeah ray and kylo then you can eventually actually bring order to the force. Yeah. Um, and especially if those two people can get along yeah. as individuals, which is what kind of what they're setting up. Yeah. And they fight side by side. So that was my, <laughs> that is my, I'm going to sound like such a fanboy. That is now my favorite lightsaber fight. Yeah. Cause it looked so beautiful and there was so much actual emotion in that scene. Mm-hmm. Like there were characters that we cared about who were fighting and they were still in conflict, but they were fighting side by side mm-hmm. and there was so much going on. Yeah. Like, and, and Snoke goes out. Snoke, Snoke, Snoke goes out like a bitch, which yeah. is fine. I think it was because Andy Serkis wanted too much money. Um, <laughs> it was my, like, oh man, this, this motion capture stuff is more expensive than we thought. And now Serkis wants a raise. What do we do? Uh, uh, Write him out. Kill, kill him, him off. off unceremoniously halfway through the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. I love it. No, yeah. That was wonderful. It's like, it, imagine if like the emperor gets like just killed unrelatedly yeah. in like a car crash on Coruscant. <laughs> <laughs> One of his, then like one of his clones shows up and is like, "Oh, I don't have the insurance to cover for this." (laughs) Pizza the Hut was trapped in a car and ate himself to death. (laughs) Oh, holy shit! Oh my god! Uh, So, so yeah, so then, then they fight side by side against the guards who. I guess are still being paid after their leader dies. I don't know why they care, but I guess they they figure like uh, we got to make this look good. I guess uh, if he ever if he comes back to life and finds out we didn't fight, we're gonna be in trouble. <laughs> At that point, I'd be like, "Well, shit, yeah, I'm out." But no, yeah, they, they've they already fight. failed in their jobs. I don't know what they're trying to accomplish. I but don't whatever. Know. It would anyway, still looked cool. So so now so so um, uh, it's around this point. So they they defeat the red guards and at this point they're like they've they've still kind of misunderstood each other's intentions like kylo is still like like kylo saying we got to throw away everything old mm-hmm. but you could still join me and we could rule the galaxy together it's like no you're still stuck in the past kylo you're mm-hmm. still trying to be darth vader that's what darth vader did you yeah. have to be your own self and Ray knows this. Ray understands this. So she's like, no, let's just I was get kind of with Kylo. Like, burn the motherfucker to no, the but, ground. But, but Alex is right. That, like, yes, he is saying that, but that his actions betray that he is the one actually still stuck in the past right. by, yeah. like, seeing this as it's a matter of power and, like, the Sith and all of this. Yeah. yeah. So so it's around this point that the A-plot fucking hits it like a tent ton of bricks. Mm-hmm. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually it will be literally will hit it. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Is at this point that... Oh, yeah, that is that point. Yeah, so what's been going on in the C-plot, rewind a little bit, um, so Poe, stupid plan, and Finn's it's stupid Finn's plan. stupid plan, Finn's stupid plan, Poe helps. Poe signs off on it, <laughs> and, uh, Poe is, Finn is trying to escape, uh, and Rose catches him and tases the fuck out of him. Because Rose is awesome. And then he manages to talk her into going along with this thing because he's the janitor he's swept this ship he knows where the the, the circuit breakers the, the circuit are. Breakers I, I love are. that that keeps coming back though honestly Storm and i janitor. love and it goes back to the whole theme of like 
nobody's rising up yeah. to do the right thing. Yeah. Like, Finn's the, a nobody stormtrooper. The space proletariat will and rise. Fucking, yeah. yeah, and Ray's a nobody from Jakku. And, like, who the fuck knows you? Oh, oh, Rose grew up in the middle of bumfuck. Yeah, Rose, Rose was a slave that she tended to She grew up in the, the space camels. equivalent of... Of Monaco. West Virginia. Oh, well, no, 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 because she didn't grow up in that planet. Oh, she yeah. grew up in a coal mining planet. Right. She grew up in spaces West Virginia. Yeah. And then okay. Yeah. Like, and then they go to Space Monaco to yeah. try to find the master. The, what is it? The master the thief or whatever. Master yeah. code breaker. The master code breaker. And they find, uh, God, what's his face from Guardians of the Galaxy One? Uh, <laughs> the the actor. Wait, is that Antonio Banderas? No, it's not Antonio Banderas, but it's a guy that played the the art whatever. Um, they find a code breaker. They get they get arrested for a parking violation, which yeah. I, I <laughs> which is great. Just. <laughs> I mean, great. that would probably happen in Monaco, let's be yeah. honest. <laughs> like, I told them they couldn't park there. It was a public it's beach. A pub- it's, a, it's a public beach. You can't park here. Which is great. <laughs> and then, like, I love... I kind of... Like, that character, he's kind of weird. He has, like, the weird voice thing the going stutter, on. stutter, yeah. Um, but one of the things that I like is, like, they steal the ship... And they're on the ship, and he and and uh, Finn's like, you know, we're the good guys. We're the good guys. And he's like, yeah, really? Really? Oh, look. You know. No, that was Benicio Del Toro. But, yeah. Oh, yeah, but not Antonio Benicio. No, sorry, sorry, Benicio Del Toro. Benicio, Benicio Del Toro. Del Toro. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, go ahead. But, so, um. So, the, uh, if it may have set this up for just a second, then. Sure. Okay. So, sure. there's a throwaway line early on where Rose says, the only way you get this rich is by selling weapons to the First Order. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then, later on, they steal the ship and. And then they find out that the person that owned this ship was selling weapons to the First Order and to the Rebels. Yeah. And they were just playing both sides of the coin. And there was this, the um, Bellissimo del Toro kind of throws out this idea of like, well, you know, it's not really, there are no good guys and bad guys. There's just a war machine and you're just going to be a part of it. You know, I also love that at the end he sells them out. Yeah. And then you think like, oh, he's, he's going to come gonna... back on the at-at. And it's like, nah, no, that fucker just left. He's, yeah. just, uh, he's just gone. Yeah. He's got a ship. And, and that's one of the things that I really liked about it is that while Force Awakens was very much just kind of a new hope again, this was sort of like sort of a remix of Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> yeah. Like with a little bit of Return of the Jedi thrown in. Yeah. Um, but like, cause that was kind of like, oh, sorry, they, I had to make a deal. Like, oh, that's Lando. That like Lando's line. I had to make a deal. The empire showed up before you did. I made a deal with them. And then like, he turns around later, like this guy fucking no. (laughs) (laughs) I made a deal. Bye. (laughs) I'm out of here. I'm out of the movie. (laughs) Bye everyone. (laughs) You won't see me in the sequel probably. Yeah. Um, I hope not anyway. I hope he doesn't have a heart of gold. Yeah. Um, He's just got a purse of gold. But anyway. Yeah. No, but yeah, so so their plan fails. I, I honestly, I was a bit confused at this point. Does does their plan fail because he had sold them out before? Or does their plan just fail and then he makes a deal and, and escapes? It's the second one. It's the okay. second one. The, the plan just fucking fails. Okay. And yeah. yeah. And so I think, so is that the reason why they see through the purple-haired admiral's plan? Yes, because, because he was there when he, they were talking about it over the radio. Like, that was their plan. Uh, so he's like, hey, I've got information. No one's on that ship. They're, they're all, all on these, all on these small plan tra- transports that are cloaked. Yeah. Which, hey, maybe that was the reason why the admiral didn't tell you about the plan in yeah. the first place, Poe. Yeah. Uh, Fucking asshole. So, okay. Fuck you, Poe. Yeah. So. 
So all right, so so <laughs> that so that happens, and the first order starts oh, shooting these undefended transports. Yeah. And then Admiral Purple Haired Lady turns around and becomes Denise, the hero that we needed. Yeah. Um, and does the thing that everyone had hoped that you would see in a Star Wars movie, but you hadn't yet, mm-hmm. which is going to warp, warp speed at a ship. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Because <laughs> she's fucking amazing. Destroy. Like, the ship is not destroyed. Like, it's just broken in half. Yeah. yeah. And and all the other ships around it get knocked the fuck out. And then she turns into a, a small golden sphere and flies. <laughs> no. Okay, no, no. Sorry. This is not Twin Peaks. Though, Although I, I, I did. Um, I, we were talking about this last night. Um, going back to the B plot for a moment, I was thinking a lot about Twin Peaks, not just because Laura Dern was in it, um, but also be like the um, the scene where she's in the cave in in Space Scotland. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is like she's got the mirror. That's yeah. super David Lynch. <laughs> I was like, I was the entire time I was watching it, I was like, so now I have an idea of what David Lynch like. If yeah. David Lynch had stayed on to direct Return of the Jedi like he was going to, this is what it would have looked like. <laughs> Uh, but uh, but you know like oh she asks she asks the darkness what who are my parents and, and it just shows up her yeah like in the future and in the past it's yeah. like that's all you are is yourself I guess yeah I I took it to mean kind of what Kylo says to her which is like you've always known yeah like stop lying to yourself and I, I that's what I kind of took the mirror to mean but apparently they they might retcon that. <sighs> bullshit so they were um because everybody where were you hearing this um i read an article online about how uh because jj abrams is going to have a hand in the last one yeah, he's directing and, and writing the last one and he's kind of upset about that whole raised parentage thing and because a number of the fans are upset he's like well you know kylo could just be lying to her and i'm like no, no fuck no, you no fuck do not you be having she's that. a fucking nobody let's just go with that yeah no i like that a lot i like that so much better yeah. than trying to like and it makes her, her makes her more the opposite and equal of kylo ren Here's Kylo Ren, he's a the somebody. blood of all the legends in your fucking universe in one person, and he's gone to the dark side versus, like, fucking nobody from nowhere mm-hmm. showing up to be save the day. And like, that, also, you know. that yeah. also kind of makes it more, like, interesting that, like, man, that, that if, like, the Force is looking at this as, a, like, if, if the could Force be has anybody. some sort of consciousness. Well, yeah. let's, let's look at it as the, the Force has some sort of consciousness. Mm-hmm. And Luke in this movie is saying, like, the Force doesn't belong to anyone. Like, it doesn't belong to the Jedi. Um, and, like, I think that was another one of the things that I really appreciated about that was that bit about, like, the Jedi have had this kind of stranglehold on the Force for this long, but it is, it, it belongs in everyone and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe it's just, like, you know, we're seeing the Force going, like, man, this one family has really kind of fucked us over in terms of balance for these last three generations. <laughs> um, maybe we'll just pick some random person to like mm-hmm. give all of the power to, which would also go a long way towards explaining like why she doesn't need the same kind of training that all the other Jedi did. Cause I, that's something else that people get compl- keep complaining about. It's like, why doesn't she need the training? Because the force is telling her how to use it mm-hmm. because they're like, okay, this is too much. Like we've had now two members of this family go to the dark side and one member of this family cut himself off. 
And so we need to have balance. So here's you. You'll do. <laughs> Which the, also... The space proletariat. Yeah. yeah. It, it also, like, it kind of makes sense that she doesn't really have those powers in The Force Awakens until Kylo tries to reach into her mind. And so, like, that's the moment yeah. where, like, she wasn't, maybe wasn't Force-sensitive before, or maybe was Force-sensitive but not, like, adept at it. And now the the force is just like oh 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 here's a person, here's a person I can use. Yeah. And so it's just like going through her rather than the other way around of the Jedi controlling it. Now it's the force kind of working its will through this person. <laughs> All right, uh, where where were we? We were on the D plot. No, I don't know. There the, only... the, the ship had just split in half. <laughs> the ship had and... just been split in half, and uh, Ray escapes. And Poe, uh, po, no, Finn escapes. Everybody escapes. Yeah. Everybody gets onto this salt, salty planet. Yeah. Um, Which, again, is the coolest looking thing in the whole fucking series. Yeah. Red, red on white. But, um, but yeah, so they're in, they're in trenches a la Hoth. Yeah. And their plan, their big plan, is to send out messages to all the other little cells in the, the rest of the galaxy and tell them to converge on this one spot to save them. And and they keep repeating something something that I later noted was kind of a paraphrasing of Mao Zedong, where, where a single spark can start a prairie fire. Oh yeah! yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> so, so, Space proletariat. We're yeah. just like we're just we're hitting this theme really hard. Yeah. So so they're 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 hoping to get allies to come help them and save them, and nobody comes. No, the hope is dying in the galaxy. That's their big worry. And they got to keep the spark alive to start that prairie fire, and bring communism to China. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and then Luke shows up, or does he? Yeah, yeah. yeah which was another part that oh. I really liked and really appreciated. Mm -hmm. uh, but before that happened, uh, uh, Finn almost sacrifices himself. Yeah, again, stupidly, and then is <laughs> prevented from doing so by, by the sensible character. <laughs> uh, and some people were upset. Some people were upset at that. Where, where he, they were saying, "Oh, he should have gone out in a blaze of glory." It's like, did you not get anything yeah. from? Did you not learn anything from the first the, part of the movie? Yeah, the entire movie, the entire character arc for both him and Poe is like stupid heroics are still stupid <laughs> even if they are heroic even if they are heroic they don't always work like the the, the line that leia says lots of heroes no leaders mm -hmm. like you need to have someone to actually stop and think and figure out a way to have people not throw away their li lives needlessly mm -hmm. which i really appreciated that that is ultimately what poe ends up doing when like they see luke on the field and finn's like we need to go out there and help him and Poe goes, no, he's doing this for a reason. And then he stops, he looks around, and he realized that all those little fox things had left. And he's like, the little Pokemon have wait, left. there must be a way out. Let's see if we can look around and find it. Mm -hmm. Like, he's giving, he's covering our escape, basically. Mm -hmm. Like, it was so great that, like, he had this character arc. It was central to the story. It made sense. Like... <laughs> It and, was a really great subversion of what usually happens in a Star Wars mm -hmm, movie. Mm -hmm. And then Luke Skywalker turns out to be force projecting himself across the <laughs> fucking galaxy. fucking amazing. <laughs> and doing Matrix shit yeah. and just not being there. 
I want you to fire everything we've got <laughs> at that one man. <laughs> yeah, that you, was that was that pretty was awesome. Great. Do you think we got him? <laughs> White, whiny hipster <coughs> yep. baby. Whiny hipster yeah. baby. So, yeah. So, um, Superboy Prime. <laughs> yeah. Everything was better on my earth. <laughs> I'll kill you to death. <laughs> Uh, but, um, but yeah, it turns out Luke isn't actually there. And then he passes into the force. Yeah. Oh, which I, th- that was the one part where I was like, okay, that, I mean, I get, I guess why it happened, but I feel like it didn't need to at that point, but maybe it, I don't know. I mean, I, I thought it was fine. I, 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 I thought it was fine, but it seemed less at this point. It's, it's not, it's, it's quite literally passing the torch on to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he rest. could like, I don't know. I, he could still be around as like a mentor figure, like the, the actual, and he can not... come back as a mentor figure yeah, in the form of force. Ghost. He could, he could. But what I'm saying is like in, in, uh, a new hope mm-hmm. when Obi-Wan dies, it's yeah. like, okay, that's a point where it makes like logical sense for that character to die. Like he sees Luke there. He wants him to understand like things about the force. And it's like the, the whole point of that death is to become one with the force, have Luke witness it, and then be able to guide Luke through the rest of the trilogy. Mm-hmm. And you think he's going to do that when he lets Kylo stab him. Exactly. Yeah. So but it's then... like, that's, then that's what I was saying about like, it doesn't make sense. And so it's like, okay, if he was force projecting the entire time, what, dramatically is gained by having him die on the other planet at that same time instead of just having him die to kylo other than maybe kylo not getting what he wants kylo doesn't get what he wants and luke ultimately gets what he wants which is the end of the jedi but he says he does say that it's not the end of the jedi like i won't be the last jedi so something to also consider about the whole kylo and so um snoke points this out that like Kylo killing his father has really damaged his soul in a lot of ways. And there now there's like a bunch of conflict and he means it in the way of like, Oh, you've come, you know, there's like the light trying to escape with you and blah, blah, blah. He's and so that. what? Yeah, not good. Um, so they had that whole conversation about the kind of the, what, what's going on in Kylo's soul. And, I think the reason why he astro projected rather than letting Kylo kill him is in a way protecting Kylo's soul. Mm. So it's not about Kylo not getting what he wants. It's about like Luke, like these are the things that I want to tell you. I know you're going to fucking kill me if I show up and I I don't want you to do that because I don't want you to be further damaged. So instead I'm going to have this peaceful death where I dissipate into the force mm-hmm. yeah i yeah. can see that and then i mean and then he like you said that conflict that regret within him shows up in the be- more in the be- in the morning in the beginning of the film when he has the opportunity to shoot leia and he doesn't and, and do he it. doesn't yeah of course the tie fighters next to him do but you know he also kind of hesitates there yeah and it's that conflict that's there that luke luke is trying to warn ray not to try to do that like don't yeah. don't try to bring him back he's 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 gone he's too far gone but Ray knows better. Yeah. Um, and Luke should know better, too, because, again, that's kind of the point. That That is one thing that I will say about that is that, I mean, there's other things that have happened since then. So I'm mm-hmm. not going to say it's out of character, but I will say, like, again, the entire point of the ending of Return of the Jedi mm-hmm. is that. And 
is that no one has ever really gone. Yeah. No one's ever really lost to the dark side. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of the choices that you make. And and over the years, Luke has forgotten that in his attempts to bring back the Jedi. And that's the only reason why I'm not complaining about mm-hmm. it, is that it, it, it is something like, okay, it's 30 years later, he's had this really terrible thing happen with Kylo, like, maybe he's lost sight of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'll buy it. I'm just saying that, like... That's the story that I feel like maybe needs to be told more than Rogue One needed to be told. Like we need to know exactly like what does he see between the end of Jedi and like the start of this? Because they kind of go into it a little bit. They do. I don't know. I feel like, okay, so I know, I I know a lot about like the, the making of return of the Jedi and like kind of the history of that movie. Mm -hmm. And this trilogy feels like it's way more of like a follow-up for what would have happened in the earlier drafts of return of the Jedi. (laughs) Okay. Where basically the the ending of that movie was supposed to be like super Pyrrhic where um, essentially what ends in the original draft of the script, Han Solo ends up dying halfway through. Um, Luke eventually does defeat, you know, the emperor um, kind of like what happens in the final cut, but the difference being like after what happened with Han and then like what, what happens there at the, the Death Star and like all the things that he's seen, he's like, I need to go away. And he just kind of goes off into the galaxy as like a space Ronin, essentially, <laughs> leaving Leia there to pick up the pieces. So like a lot of what we get in in the new trilogy has been that basic thing. Like we get Han Solo dying, we get Leia by herself trying to like hold everything together, we get Luke off in the in the middle of nowhere. So it's like it 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 really is more of a fault of what George Lucas ended up doing with Return of the Jedi for the sake of marketing than it is a problem with these movies. Merchandising. Yeah, merchandising. merchandising. We need to have all these cute Ewoks for the kiddos. And let, <laughs> let's have some more Muppets in this movie. Ah, well, we'll just... We'll, gotta have a happy ending. Gotta have a big musical number and a happy ending. I don't know why George Lucas sounds like that. Yeah. <laughs> talks more like this. It's like poetry. They, they rhyme. God damn it. <laughs> but um, every stanza sort of rhymes with the, with the one before. Go go back, Lucas. Go back into the cave. Back. You, do you want Sebulba in, in episode nine, JJ? No, I, get I back. Can get you, I can get you Sebulba real cheap. <laughs> Uh, oh get, get some so, more get some more uh, middle eastern stereotypes so, and so, we're done so and they don't done. so what they don't do is they don't kill princess leia mm-hmm. when they have the opportunity to yes and yeah. so carrie fisher continues to live into the third movie so who knows how that's going to be addressed yeah. ah. we'll see we'll see I did like how they were like, oh, no, she's dead. Nope, she's not. <laughs> it's like, oh, she can use the Force, too, right? Yeah, because she's, yeah. <laughs> she's there, too. That was pretty fucking great, though, because yeah. we never actually have seen her use the Force before. And then it's like, well, yeah, obviously she's learned a little bit of how to do it in <laughs> since, the last 30 years. Yeah, since yeah. then. Duh. <laughs> uh, that's great. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I would, Do we want to, like... Let's do we want to rank the Star Wars movies and just kind of put it like where this one falls? I wouldn't. I don't. Wouldn't. I don't. I don't like necessarily ranking things okay. um, like that in terms of best to worst or something like that. Uh, I think that for every person, you may have a different opinion. Of yeah, course, that's fair. But I, I was kind of curious as like not necessarily to like debate it, but just kind of see like where each of us would place this one mm-hmm. in the series. Yeah. 
like in terms of quality i i don't know yeah. uh right. i if you guys if you you can go ahead and, and try Let, let's try it all, all right, right let's all try right. it so for me uh, okay uh, well so i i was thinking about this the other day because i kind of wanted to talk about it because uh, for me number one is and probably will always be empire strikes back I can that, agree that, with that that to me is the best star wars movie um after that is probably the original i can agree with the, that like, too. it is the most complete by itself mm-hmm. um then i think after that I, I i am still trying to figure out where i would put the force awakens versus the last jedi because I, 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 I think would put the last, last jedi ahead of that. I, I think i would agree with yeah. that I, I would i've been kind of leaning more towards that mm-hmm. myself there's I, a lot of for the force awakens that's just very like hey remember the star wars yeah. you like the star but wars again, it's the apology movie yeah. again i i definitely but on the other hand i feel like the force awakens is more complete as a movie yeah. whereas this is definitely like even more than empire strikes back is this is a linking between two other stories yeah um because it is largely about okay we are escaping the events of the first movie and now we are approaching the events of the last movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it feels more like that than Empire did. Empire... But on the other hand, it has its own kind of definite theme. That's true. Well, it has its own definite For, Force Awakens messaging. Force Awakens has theming and messaging too. I, 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 no, I would definitely put this above Force Awakens. I, I, I would put it above Force Awakens. If nothing else, I think that Ryan Johnson is a mm-hmm. better visual director than J.J. Abrams. Mm-hmm. So like, and I think that there were some really beautiful things happening in like terms of like cinematography and like the the visuals and everything of force awakens i think this movie looks better and then honestly after that i would put jedi and then force awakens i i would put force awakens ahead of jedi only because for me jedi represents a lot of lost opportunities personally like just because of all the things again that i've read about with like this is what the movie was originally going to be we were going to have this like dark like kind of complex story that doesn't have this like nice little bow at the end where it's like you're you're left feeling a little bit more ambivalent about what happened and like Nick, David Lynch was going to direct it. There we go. And now we understand and the now truth. we know. Because I was gonna say, are you sure you just don't hate it? Because I'm- I'm, you knew you thought it could have been David Lynch. Well, I, it's not just that, but it is like all the other like it, it's like ninety percent. It, it's it's a large part of it. I'm mm. not going. I'm not going to say that it's not. But I mean, like, with what the original script was going to be. Don't give me that look. <laughs> with what with what the original script was going to be, it would have been very well suited to his style of directing, and I feel like. As much as I love uh, his version of Dune, I feel like David Lynch's uh, Return of the Jedi would have been a superior film. So I I can't, I I would have to give Force Awakens above Return of the Jedi. Just because Return of the Jedi has a lot of like other just stupid bullshit that doesn't need to be in there. Like musical numbers and like uh Ewoks and all of these other things that aren't like necessary. So uh, just for the podcast audience at home to understand Nick has brought probably brings up the fact that David Lynch could have directed Return of the Jedi. I'm I'm going to say once a month. I that like is not once a month we talk about Star Wars <laughs> and he's like, "You know, 
I don't. David Lynch almost directed Return of the Jedi. I'm, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually go ahead and and disagree with the fact that it could have, it would have certainly a David Lynch film like a Star Wars film could have been great, not as the third movie in a series. Mm. I think it would be too much a divergence from. And, and and you're right. You know, Jedi is kind of kooky, and it's got the musical yeah. actors and the, the and as a follow up, but I don't. I think it would be too. I don't know. I I just don't think it would work well in that situation. As well as maybe maybe it might be critically acclaimed, but I don't yeah. think it would be having the same mass I'm, interest. I'm looking at it mostly as like the follow up to Empire. Which is, of the three originals, it is the most serious, it has the darkest themes, which makes sense as the second part of a trilogy, but I feel like like the tonal shift from Empire to Jedi kind of reduces the quality of Jedi, especially now that we have episodes 7 and 8. Mm-hmm. I feel like by comparison, it's like, again, because of what the original script had for it, it's like 7 and 8 make more sense as follow-ups to the original script for Jedi rather than the finished product. And so I feel like Jedi makes less sense of a movie now, and so that's why I would put Force Awakens above it. Yeah. They're pretty they're pretty close, but I think Force Awakens is a better movie. Well, we'll just have to disagree on that, but that's yeah. all right. And then after that... Uh, for me, it would be Rogue One. Okay. I, I wouldn't have included that in this list, honestly. But... I, I mean, I'm including it in there just because it is a live-action theatrical theatrically released star wars movie so i haven't seen any of the animated features but here's the real question is rogue one better than the prequels yes by a long shot oh yeah well i was (laughs) i was just about to get to that and then like then there's a big gap and then there's episode three (laughs) and then there's another big gap and then there's episode one and then there's another big gap and all the way at the bottom is episode two and where does the the holiday special fall? Um, in the ground, above, <laughs> above episode one, below episode three. Um, the and, then, and, then, and then and then and then the uh, the Ewok movie is uh, is the between... direct to home video <laughs> were those... Ewok videos. Oh, yeah, I guess they were. Yeah. yeah, well, the Ewok movies, I guess, are going to be between Rogue One. Oh. <laughs> Do you they see how might, stupid this exercise can get? They might be a hot, they might be above Rogue One because I'm pretty sure that Wilford Brimley is in one of them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's been a long time since I've seen those. Oh god! And then the Droids cartoon show is right below Rogue One. No, All right, we're done. Uh, that 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 has run its course. That that, that thought is the joke activity. is the joke over. Yeah. Okay. Is is droids? What what is? I don't know. The droid. It was the uh, 1980s animated series. There was uh, droids and Ewoks were the two animated series from the 80s. I'd never merchandising. Heard of <laughs> um, I I thought you said droids and for a moment I thought it was like the the, the troopers the uh, the, no, the parody of, no, of was, cops. It was no. an officially. Oh my god, was that was a, amazing. That is a good two. Yeah. That would be above Rogue One. <laughs> <laughs> that. And, and that and Trooper Clerks, Trooper the shot-for-shot shot yeah. remake of the Clerks ad, but with the Star, but with star with Stormtroopers. Yep. Um, did you ever see uh, Troopers 9-11? No. That oh, one, yeah, that yeah, one yeah. was kind of dark. Yeah, I did see that oh, one. God. Yeah. Where that, were you when the like, death I had started? a lot of friends that were on the Death Star that day, and, you know, I was on my way to work, and I had to turn back, and, and he's like, you can't think like that, man. It's so it's so dark, but it's also so funny. Um, so so yeah, though the the Droids cartoon show was the the officially licensed one. It was about the continuing adventures of 
uh, C-3PO and R2-D2 <laughs> oh in the God. Star Wars universe. <laughs> yeah, no, it's dumb as hell. <laughs> um all right so all right. I, I guess the, those are final thoughts on it like so yeah we all we all liked it i was ex- i was expecting there to be a little bit more of a debate but yeah i guess we're yeah. I, I guess we're we're people that can enjoy right. a good movie movie yeah. yeah and that that don't let our expectations ruin what we want from mm-hmm. the movie or we also enjoy having our ex our ex- expectations subverted in a smart interesting way yeah that plays with the genre you know, yeah it well I, 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 it's I not think... like having our ex- our expectations subverted by bright where we thought this was going to be a good fun oh, bad movie and then it just turned into a bad bad movie <laughs> oh, no. you know I, but having it be like oh you think they're gonna get away with this and no they're not i'm like yeah that's pretty cool a bunch of pointless stuff happens and yeah. then they win i will say i will say the worst part of my of my movie experience with this one was the guy behind us? Did I? Did you? Oh hear- my god, he was such an asshole. Yeah, and he kept making comments, and then he made really sexist, gross comments about Ray, and was like implying that like she should give a blowjob to, um, to Kylo. Did you sit next? Did it you was... sit behind Mr. Plinkett? I, I think I so. <laughs> I think so. I think that's what happened. No, I don't think it was Mr. Plinkett because Mr. Plinkett's funny. <laughs> This guy's jokes were all, like, terrible. Like, he put in, like, oh, something, something. Like, there was something in this movie, and, like, one of the characters said, me too. And behind him was like, me three. I'm like, you shut the fuck up. Oh, God, <laughs> that guy was the worst. If you're listening right now, you should know you're the worst. You're the worst. We're trying to remember what else he said. But, yeah. like, like it was every, like, little bit. I was like, good, they deserve to die. I'm like, oh, yeah. my God, shut the fuck up. <laughs> just terrible. I just, I just remember him being really sexist. Yeah. Um, I just remember him. He's probably one of those neckbeards that no, hated the movie. No, he probably was one of the neckbeards that hated that, the movie. That was like, didn't, oh my God. Anyway, also, I think because we're all feminist is why we can enjoy this movie. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like there. it's nice to have the, fe- again, it was kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Like both that and this movie had the connecting theme of the real vis- uh, villain is toxic masculinity. <laughs> they're like after they're like after school specials for like neckbeards <laughs> with like your favorite space aliens. Mm. They're gonna have a very serious conversation see, with you about see, this is why happens. you shouldn't post rape threats on the internet. Yeah, see when when you can't express your feelings in a positive way, what ends up happening is you destroy entire planets. Yeah. When you when you don't let uh when you uh, how, let your own ego get in the way of your feelings for another person. You put brain tumors in people's heads. <laughs> sorry, spoiler alert. For oh, sorry. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Uh, um, I still need to watch that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's. I don't know. I I thought it was really good. I. I don't know. I I kind of am curious as to seeing like what people who disliked it are saying. I I don't really know like. I'm curious if there are like actual like legitimate film critics who didn't like it for like legitimate film reasons that I didn't think about. But for the most part, it's like I thought that the way that they subverted expectations worked. I mean, I, I think that film critics uh, critiques of it would basically be the things where it's, it's not consistent with the first movie and they're. You know, but it's, little, little but it like is. That. I feel like it is consistent with the first movie in like ways that are important. Yeah. yeah, like I don't feel like they, there's not like a need to kind of, um, like play be beholden to what everyone was expecting. Mm-hmm. It was like who the fuck in 1981 or uh uh 
1980, was expecting Darth Vader to be Luke Skywalker's father. Who the fuck was expecting that? And I kind of, like, I really do appreciate this movie for that, because, like, when Snoke died halfway through, again, it really ratcheted up the tension for the rest of the movie, because I was like, literally anyone can die <laughs> from this point on. This was I... supposed to be, the like, the main villain, and, like, now he's dead. I really... Literally anything could happen from this mm-hmm. point on. In the and movie. I'm glad they did not kill Rose. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, they was kind of left up in the air. Well, so I was really happy, or not happy, but um, when Kylo kills Snoke, I kept thinking he was going to kill himself. You thought that was just going to suicide right there? Oh, hell yeah. Oh. No, because of everything that Snoke says about, like, you need to kill your one true enemy, I thought he was, and the way the lightsaber was pointing, and I was like, he's just going to turn it on himself, isn't he? Mm-hmm. He's just, yeah, that's what's going to happen. Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren's going to die right now. And then it was like Snoke died, and I was like, oh, well, that's not what I was expecting. I, I thought it was a possibility that Kylo was going to kill himself, but then I saw, like, I, I think I had seen, like, images from Rey and Kylo fighting in that scene. And so I was like, oh, I guess it can happen, yeah. I mean, I hadn't seen that. Yeah. I, I still, I, I never got the impression that he was going to kill himself. I never saw that. I saw the lightsaber turning right towards Kylo. I thought that was always misdirection, though. Oh, okay. Uh, when, the, when the lightsaber on the throne was turning towards um, Snoke, I thought that might have been dis- misdirection if they were going to go, like, Kylo's just going to stab himself, but... Yeah. I don't know. No. Um, so, yeah, that's The Last Jedi. Um, I will say the one critique that I've heard of from, like, legitimate people legitimate reviewers or whatever um, is kind of an economic one, which is just the amount of fuckery for lack of a better term. Disney tried to pull with this movie um, and saying that like movie theaters had to hold it in one of its largest theaters for four weeks. Um, They ratcheted up the amount of uh, the, the percent of, profit they would get from all the ticket sales from all of the movies and so there there is that and that i think was like a legitimate concern that a lot of reviewers had yeah um there was also stuff about like when they could review it and how they could review it yeah, and so what i stuff. what i've heard as far as like legitimate concerns from um actual you know reviewers with reputable news sources has been more along those lines like yeah. In a in a way that's kind of like, um, is Disney now the Empire? Probably. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're they're <laughs> buying 20th Century Fox. They're gonna buy every media thing that they can get their yeah. hands on. It's I mean, it's nice that the bourgeois are consolidating all the capital at one place, so when the revolution happens, we don't have to go everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> How nice of them. Right. Yeah, it's one stop uh, overthrow. <laughs> well, well, Just I know. Take you- down the children i mean jeff bezos will probably eventually own everything i was hearing something today about like it's a merger like amazon yeah. is buying target yeah yeah so yeah. it's like yeah, they'll just all go to jeff bezos house and that will that will be it well you're you're waiting for the amazon disney merger that yeah yeah, yeah when that happens we'll just we'll all go to jeff bezos house and <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And just overthrow that, and like ninety percent of the capital will be ours. Oh uh, yeah. That's it. That's how it works. That's how it works. All right. Well. All in his house. On that note. On that note, it's time for the web comic of the week. Okay. And I figure since it's been uh, three weeks, I'll give you a web comic of the week and then a minor kind of small thing. 
Okay. Um, the, I'll go with the small thing first. And actually, I want to show you guys later because it's really small. It's something called Zomcom. I just found it today. Okay. And it's it's like three panel, really cute comics about zom about a zombie and a vampire friend, and they're just kind of. <laughs> It's just really cutesy and super simple. Okay. I, I haven't been able to find it on anything except DeviantArt, but... Is it like, um, what was that called? Chopping Block? With the, I don't know. Okay, it was like a, a single panel, like, kind of far side sort of comic, but it was like a guy in a, like, a hockey mask killing people. Maybe. So, it's like something like that, maybe. I don't know. Okay. But it's, it's dialogueless. There's no story to it. It's just, here, have something cute. <laughs> uh, uh, but the actual the the webcomic of the week that I had planned for today is called Wittershins. Uh, have I you have heard of that? You've heard of that? Have it's you heard been a while of it? since I've heard anyone talking about yeah. it? But I remember the so, the title. So Wittershins uh, is a term that means to go counterclockwise. Mm-hmm. That came about before clocks existed. Um, but what Wittershins is is this is it's the name of a city, and the story itself is kind of based around this city, this town, in England. It's set at a time, it's it in the 1840s, and magic exists. It's doing bright, but better. Um, <laughs> and, it wouldn't be hard. <laughs> but, we um, talked for like an hour and a half about how you could do that movie better. <laughs> but uh, this follows a wizard that uh, flunked out of wizard school. Um, wizard school dropout. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, has been doing gigs as a street magician since... Uh, but has an unfortunate knack for uh, accidentally stealing things, just like. <laughs> just like is this the huh. basis for your D and D? Oh my god! Yes, yeah. I, I, I was going to be more subtle and just bring that up after we finish the podcast. But if, if Nick's gonna just lay it so out, so I want to. I want to actually mention this that I created a D and D character that is a. At surface level, like that, mm-hmm. but I actually came out with it independently of Wittershins. Fair enough. Um, my character Vlad is a much worse person than <laughs> than, than this character is. Um, I think his name is Malik. But or, uh, anyway, so Malik? yeah. Um, but in any case, uh, the adventures of this world and the city. There are the the kind of the great spirits are the sins. There's like the the seven deadly sins concept are manifest and kind of are trying to escape from where they have been sealed. And one at a time, the these different characters kind of show up and they try to stop the stop them from escaping, basically. Um, and this this kind of an adventure with uh, the the wizard dropout and a a bounty hunter mm-hmm. that kind of team up together to take on one. Then there's a another story. It's kind of almost like an anthology thing, but set in the same world uh, where they follow this um, this bum and this German friend of his, this Prussian uh, person that is the derping around England, and they come to Wittershins, and the 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 bum man. I can't remember their names. I'm sorry, um, but uh, but basically his thing is he can see what's called malforms uh, or bugger ups. Um, and uh, malforms are the kind of the spirits of these magic things. So when you use magic, you're using an emotion to 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 okay. event to cause some action to happen. And these they they kind of manifest themselves as little spirits that mess around with things sometimes if things go wrong. And so you can put the spirit of uh, speed or, or not the, the spirit of like um, uh, impatience in a train to make it go faster. 
or something okay. like that. Um, but sometimes they get out of hand and they escape. And there's an organization in the city that's tasked with trying to capture these malforms, these bugger ups, because you buggered up the spell, uh, that escape. And uh, their kind of story is around that. And then they kind of have another story with the other characters, and they have a story with a time traveler. And th there's all these kind of stories. And then in the current story that's happening, most, if not all, of these characters kind of come together to, to a big kind of finale. It's not going to be the end of the comic, but it's kind of the end of this arc cool. about these. And it's, gonna, it's really fun. Really good um, writing. Really, really... I know I'd say I forget the characters' names, but the characters' personalities are memorable. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'd recommend it, as I recommend all these comics, to you guys uh, and to everyone else listening to this. Sounds good. All right. I think we got to bring it home, guys. Yeah, we're, we're almost to the three-hour mark, so an hour for every week that, we were, uh, <laughs> that we've been off the air. All Sorry, right. guys. Anyway. So, so, we will, so we will be coming back to you... Um, Two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. So weeks. we're gonna restart the two week, uh, the biweekly schedule, and uh, come back to you in two weeks. So until the next time, thank you all for listening. My name is Alex. I'm Nick. I'm Elise. And this has been Some Nerds Have a Podcast. Have a good day. Good, good night and be safe out.